right into it. Welcome, guys, for another episode of the Group Up Podcast. We're here for the great January debate. Happy New Year. It's the first podcast episode of the new year and my first time catching up with my homies. And we're going to see uh, what we're going to talk about has been going on in Overwatch. Lots of nuggets from the developers. Even though we're in Season 8, a lot of talk about Season 9. So we're going to talk about all the things that they've mentioned could be coming, will be coming, or might not be coming. But first and foremost, let me introduce my guest in the bottom right. Unfortunately, not live from Lijiang Tower is Samido. Sam, what's up? What's up, guys? So, uh, you know, you guys can just imagine this green screen is Lijiang Tower is what I'll say. That's just, just imagine. Or I could be anywhere, anywhere of your heart's desire. You know, it's all a part of the imagination. I say. Could be Liverpool, could be in Kentucky, could be in a, a stadium, football stadium, eating pork. Whatever it was. A rat Never Say pork. Die was the horse's name. Never Say Die was the name. There, there we go. go. There we go. Okay. Okay. In the top left, embodying that spirit, having survived the floods and whatnot with his apartments, Flats has made it here. Flats, what's up? Hanging in there, you know? Nice, nice. How's the new place? You enjoying it? Uh, it's good. Um, there's some things I love about it, some things I don't, but uh, the the they're still working on like the building because i'm still in the same complex because i had to move like right away um because my old apartment got deemed unlivable it was so bad with the flood um so i had like less than a day to figure it out uh but yeah like i it's not just my apartment it was like a bunch of apartments that got flooded so the one below me they're currently working on uh so if you hear drill noises uh just let me know and i'll mute all right gotcha gotcha don't worry this is not like a slaughterhouse in flats is there where it's like someone's just like getting drilled into it's just repair yeah. work <laughs> All right, all right. And in the bottom left, rounding us off with a fantastic background, as always, is Faria. Faria, what's up? Hey, everyone. How's it going? It's going great. For those of you who don't know, Faria and I are actually cooking some uh, other podcast stuff, actually. We're both kind of working on, a, on an idea that we think will be very fun. Completely unrelated to gaming in Overwatch. Well, not unrelated, but less related. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to catch up with you again, Faria. I hope you've been keeping well. Likewise, I'm excited to do this with y'all. Okay, well, let's get right into it then, guys. We're here currently in Season 8, so I want I do want to talk a little bit about Season 8 because, again, all our eyes and ears and attention is ahead right now because we know that, I think we all know Season 9 is going to be, like, the real season and we're just waiting. But until then, how do you feel about Season 8 as things stands? We've had these changes to Malga now, so hopefully you guys aren't getting perma-Malga games and it's a bit more diverse in that sense but how are you feeling overall big picture season eight i'll go to samito first sam season eight more of the same i'd say from i i think the the Malga nurse helped I, I think a lot of people were iffy on them uh as to whether or not they do anything i i thought that they would change a lot and it's definitely more noticed like I, i've noticed the picks that should be good into him and dps at least are better for sure like even though the previous patch um, you know, we we did some gatekeeping of Metro. He did. He had to dodge to go to EU. I want the record to stand. <laughs> I made Metro go to EU before to get top ten, so he couldn't do it on NA. But um, <laughs> Sombra felt better into him. Echo felt better in, into him. Um, I'm trying to think of other picks. I, I thought May would be good into him, and May actually just kind of wasn't because you because May doesn't like the key against Malga is like you just had to play away from him, and you just it was cat and mouse, and you were the mouse, right? <laughs> you you weren't you weren't you, it's Tom and Jerry, and you're Jerry. Except well, Jerry actually wins. Well, like sometimes he win, I guess. <laughs> but if you have not seen Tom and Jerry, must watch American classic, must watch it. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it's more the same, really. Nothing really changed for me too much. That's fair. I, I've been thinking about getting a sponsor for the podcast, and now we've opened up Tom and Jerry. So 
Uh, Cartoon Network, if you're listening, we're we're open to a Tom and Jerry collaboration come through. Yeah. Uh, Flats, how have you felt about season eight? As from a tank perspective, in particular, has things opened uh, up since Malga got changed? Uh yeah. I'm gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep it a buck with you. There's literally no reason for me to play the game right now at all. Um, there's just no incentive. I already got my top 100 for the season. I got my 50 wins. Uh, Maga got obviously nerfed, and like on paper, it looked like you were gonna kill him. But I, I had this weird feeling when I first looked at it. I was like, I feel like he's still going to be, like, okay. And, like, I think in a lot of ways he still is okay. Um, and still very playable. But uh, I, it, it's really hard to be motivated to play the game when we know next season everything's getting reset anyways. And it's, like, a whole new system. It's, like, what's the point, right? Like, I already got my battle pass done. There's, as a streamer, there's not really any drops at the moment. So there's no incentive over there. And in-game, I've already done everything for the season. You know, maybe there's like one or two more skins that I might want or something like that. The only thing I'm, I'm looking forward to is the prop hunt. A prop hunt when it returns with, with the, I think will be really fun for a couple days because the last one was really good. Um, but like tank experience wise, uh, you know, it's I, I feel like we've I said this back in like in, if you remember like season three, season four, where I felt like the days of tank being the dominant force of games is is over. And a lot of people are like, no, nah, like you're crazy. It's still tank diff for every game. And now everyone's kind of realized that like tank feels like the least impactful role as long as you're competent. Like if you competent tank, competent tank, you're you're not doing shit. And it's like it kind of feels really weird uh, being that solo tank, not having much impact uh, in a lot of ways. And so I would say even though the balance has changed and like uh, like Ramatra is like is a lot better now. Um, you know, you can play some like some Winston on some maps, you know, some Diva. If I'm quite honest, I'm bored. I'm very bored. Um, and I think that hopefully, you know, I mean, we're gonna get into it way later, I'm sure. But like, season nine will have changes that mixes it up. But like, even after that patch, like, it kind of felt like a nothing burger to me. Hello guys, SCB here and the Goop Up podcast is back and I'd like to take just 30 seconds of your time to talk to you about two quick things. Firstly, Patreon. If you enjoy the content, then please do consider supporting directly because Patreon takes only about 10% of the money you give where YouTube and Twitch take 40 and 50% respectively. So if you'd like to support the podcast, then that is the best way to do so. Secondly, if you're someone who enjoys video essays or detailed analysis of movies, TV, or anime, then please do check out my second channel, The Soak, where I'll be making videos about those kind of topics much more frequently and where a lot of my attention will go beyond just Overwatch. It would mean the absolute world to me if you guys would check it out. But that's it for now. Let's head back to the discussion. Mm, a nothing burger. Not, not encouraging to hear. Freya, how's it been for you? Is it similar where you feel like you haven't had a lot of reason to play and grind? I know, t you know the the statement there as well of tank uh, being really unfun and really unimpactful. When especially when, I think it's when like when one tank isn't just hard countered. Then what Flash is getting at is that like yeah, it's just you're just there. How do you feel about all of that? Right, right now I I play Overwatch to flirt with cute support players to <laughs> just yes. have it on in the background as I like have conversations about other things. It's it's really fallen into this kind of habitual thing where I'm not really playing to like to go for the highest rank and all this sort of stuff. Because as Flat said, there's going to be a massive reset. So like, what's the point? And also, I don't know, I've just been having more fun engaging with the other sides of the game that are not so uh, game balance, competitive integrity and all this kind of stuff. Because I've been really feeling the lack of drive to play ranked, you know? Like, um, 
sometimes I get this overwhelming urge of like, I gotta prove something, I gotta get top 100 all rolls. I'm like, I sit around GM3 on all rolls, but I don't play it a lot. And I'm like, I don't know, even if I was to grind, I don't know what I would be happy, even if I, even if I hit that goal. Um, because we know we have all these sorts of things coming, and I know that so many of my friends who are up there regularly are miserable. <laughs> so, I just, I don't know, I try to have fun with friends, and that's how I see it. But, yeah, it's just waiting on changes. When you are grinding with your friends, has that at least been fun for you? Like, has the more casual gameplay been fun for you? Quite fun. Yeah, quite fun. And Flash, you've been doing a lot of that too. Like, has, has that been fine? Have you been enjoying that at least? Yeah, I wanted to say actually, one of my favorite pastimes is bumping into Faria in a random quick play game. I'm like, yes, I have someone to play with now. Like, <laughs> you know, it's one of my like, favorites. All my friends are all the ranked grinders. You know what I mean? Like, Emong, Jay. Like, Emong can get sometimes. So I'm like, come on, dude. You're on your 700th ranked game. We're in week two of the season. Get over here. <laughs> um, but, like, other than that, like, you know, he typically does his own little thing. Um, but, like, Jay, you can't get him out of ranked. And, like, you know, there's a lot of them that just that's what they do and like that's totally fine nothing's wrong with that um but like when you get the five stack of people like friends like we're just fucking around and it's like it's very weird okay because like 95 percent of the time we're just fucking around talking about dumb shit and then you get the one game where it's like those five people that are like obviously stream sniping you trying to try hard and you're like okay let's try this game and then like it's like a comp quick play game and you still get that like little competitive itch every once in a while and it's a nice balance i've enjoyed it so uh, i would I, I would yeah i'd say honestly like you're pretty good the silly goofy shit you could get of like <laughs> sleeping someone and then nanoing your widow <laughs> as they she hovers over them so yeah. good I actually Sam, you bumped into both of yeah, you two. yeah i've actually bumped into both of them in quick play a couple times too and i was gonna ask you guys like how you all felt about quick play because like i it's been it's felt different for me recently. Like, I don't know why. And is maybe, yes, maybe if you, if you want to transition to quick play rank, I'm not sure what your agenda is looking like today, so I don't want to take you off of it. But um, I don't, I, I've been, it's been like, I want to say sweatier. Oh. I, I, can't, I can't Q tank on quick play at all. I don't know what I did. I must have gotten like, listened to music and played Doomfist for like three hours one night because my tank queues are 20 minutes and it's out. I don't know what happened for me there. But at like the other roles, like support and uh, and DPS have been pretty fun to play. I've been playing with some friends in Quick Play too, and I, I I've enjoyed it. Um, I, yeah, I was just curious what what, what they thought because Flats. I remember that one game when Wilga came out. I just spammed Kiri um, on uh, what map was that? Was New Queen Street? I think it was. I don't know. I was just spamming Kiri in Quick Play, and it was it was yep. it was fun. It was fun. Don't tell Metro that though. <laughs> I uh, it's actually a good point. Okay, now that you brought that up, let me say when I play Quick Play, I don't Q tank. I Q DPS support. Like I never Q tank. I only I only have one rule. I only Q tank if I know Karku's hopping on. And we're gonna play ranked later, but I'm not playing ranked anymore because the season's Marty. I got like fucking rank sixty or some shit, and I was like, that's good enough for me. Like <laughs> for for someone who barely fucking plays this game anymore, I can still park my ass at like top one hundred. Like that's good enough for me, dude. Yeah, actually, Sam, you know, you brought up quick play, and I was gonna take us anyways to quick play hacked. Uh. From my POV, just just to fill in, I've I've been on a break basically. So I grinded Overwatch for a little bit uh, at the end of like the or the start of the season. But then when Malga came out, it kind of I was grinding tank as well, and I got my fifty wins, and I was like in the top under ladder, and I was like, yeah, I'm actually having a good time. And then Malga came out, it became hard. Malga Mega, I got bored, 
I, I was only already scheduled to go on a break, so I went on a break. I'm back at the moment. Now I'm like one-tricking Diva for a bit of fun. So I, I, I agree. I think as has been the case for a while, it's more fun when you don't take the game too seriously, when you're not grinding, when you're like, I think setting yourself like personal challenges and personal goals is like the way to go. And that's what I'm doing with like this Diva thing where I'm like, well, I never play Diva. What if I hard lock Diva? How would that go? And it's been, it's been, it's been fun in that way. Um, but I missed completely the quick play hacked weekend. So I was not playing when that was a thing. So I'm very curious to your guys' thoughts. I've seen a lot of mixed reception. Some people think it was good. Other people, the forums were losing their mind. They were like, this is the fucking worst thing ever. I've never seen a dumber decision. They're going to kill the game. So uh, I'm going to go to Freya first. Freya, how was Quick Play Hack? Did you play a lot of it? Oh, man, it was a fever dream. So, okay. Um, like I said, I usually use Overwatch as a backdrop for like other conversations. And my muscle memory was so tested. Just like... Fuck, man. Every- everything- even just, like, the tick of when the objective would, like, turn to overtime, oh my god, lost on me. And Overwatch felt so weird going back to the normal speed. Do you ever- I'm sure you guys- you all edit videos at some point. Do you know that moment when you watch a video at, like, three times the speed or, like, two times the speed and you go back to the normal speed and it sounds like you're talking like <laughs> this and everything feels super just slow-mo. That's what it felt like, but, no, fever dream. Fever dream. Yeah, it's like the, it's like a hyperbolic time chamber where you're just, like, hype, you're intensely training and then you come out and you're like, what is this slowness? Flats, how was your Quick Play Plus experience? So I didn't get to play a ton because I was battling Poseidon this week. Um, <laughs> but I did luckily get to go to Emonks. Um, he had me down to stream from his place. So shout out to Emonks for that one. Um, but I did get to play a little bit. Um, my thoughts on it are the Overwatch community is legitimately like a bunch of old boomers. <laughs> and they like to talk about like, oh my god, there's so many kids in this game. Shut up. This game is literally all the old people. Like, I bet if we took all the FPS games that are not named CSGO... And then, or CS2, sorry, my bad. And and we put the age demographics together, we average it out, we'd probably be the highest. And I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. And we hate fucking change, no matter what. Now, let's pump the brakes. I'm not saying it was the greatest thing ever, but it was 100% overhated. Um, I think the respawns were awesome. The respawns were quick, just felt like you were constantly playing the game, like dying, you're like, I didn't even notice. I was like, oh shit, I'm alive again, instantly. Like, I died on Genji a few times, and I didn't have my dash out of spawn. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, and so, I think that they could tune it and made it a lot better. So, like, for example, take the, the supercharger out of the, the cart from 60%, maybe to 30%, give it a small tune, you know, make it a little bit quicker. I think push was a lot better. It felt like, you know, it was either you got, if you, was, you were getting stomped, the game was over instantly. I was like, well, okay. Um, but like the way the bush bot went and whatnot, like it felt really, really quick. Control was dog shit. It was way too fast. Like control like made no sense. I was like, you, you could go a whole game without getting an ultimate. I was like, all right, that, that makes no sense, you know? Um, so like they'd have to tune it for individual game modes a little bit better. Um, but like overall, like the speed and the pace, like I, I, stay with me here before you're going, ah! the sweatiness got tuned down quite a bit. I didn't see nearly as much quick uh, uh, counter swapping. I didn't see nearly as much counter swapping. Like, oh, like, they're out on Reinhardt. We're going. We're going. Bastion. We're going. Robotra. Like, we're like, within the, like, the whole team. Right. There's just no time. There was no time to. Not, and like, half the back. time. Yeah. And like, you're not sitting in spawn waiting 10 seconds. You're like, hmm, I died to that guy. Maybe I should swap. 
yeah, you know what? I'm going to swap. Who do I swap to? And like, they just don't have enough time to think. They're already alive again. They're like, oh shit, I'm alive. And then they just like walk out of spawn. Like they just forget. And it's like, it's great. Like I noticed that even though the speed was too quick, uh, I was having a lot of fun just playing, right? Um, and I think that they could they could tune it a little bit back and make it a lot better it, to keep the, the essence of what is quick play. Because isn't that what quick play is supposed to be kind of is, right? Like I've always talked about in the past, or people talk about talking about in the past, like, oh, why isn't why isn't there an unranked game mode, right? Where it's like ranked, but like same rule set, but you know what I mean? Like kind of like back in the old betas, how quick play was ranked rule set. Um, they're like, oh no, like it's not fast enough. You know, people want to get in and out of games really quickly. If that's the point of quick play, like they're kind of onto something there, you know. Uh, I'm open to it. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever, but um, I mean, if there's anything we've seen in the last two weeks with talking about major changes to Overwatch, which uh, let's be honest with ourselves, is very fucking needed at the moment. And if you don't believe it, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're very much stuck in your ways. You're probably survivor survivor from Overwatch One who still thinks like. Oh, like I could, if they did this and this, it would fix it. Like, dude, you've been here since like the shittiest point of the game. You're never fucking leaving. Like, stop talking. Like, what, like, what we need is like all people that actually leave and come back to actually play the game again. Uh, and it, we need change. And Overwatch players don't like change, no matter what. So, I, I, you know what? I'm giving them credit. I'm glad they did the weekend. Was it my favorite thing? No. Was there good parts of it? Yes. And I hope they do more of them. Can I actually interject something onto that? Sure. He's cooking. Oh my God. So, you put it perfectly like the worst parts and the worst phases of this game in its timeline have been moments of stagnation and with how resistant we are to change we forget that we hate this game most when it doesn't change and so while i agree that like yeah i got a lot more hate than it deserved i think if they use like an experimental card or maybe like an arcade mode, that could have been received much, much better. Because I think people perceived it as a loss to not be able to play quick play the way that they wanted to, the way that they were used to, and they took it as an affront. But yeah, it could be a really yeah. good arcade mode. So I think, so obviously the devs, I think, said that the reason they didn't put it in like an experimental card was that they actually want everyone to test this, basically, right? They don't want it to be mm. almost like a voluntary thing that you test, because if you click into experimental, you're like willing to test it out. They're kind of like, yeah, yeah. we want to see how everyone feels about this. And I, I actually agree with that sentiment. Again, maybe because I didn't play and didn't see how terrible it was, maybe I'm biased. But like, from the outside looking in, I was like, this seems like, why not try it? Because I agree with Flats, like, and I tweeted about this, that like, Overwatch needs big changes. It's not a game that, it's not it right now. Like, it's just not it. It's not the game that's going to storm the market or make a bunch of people quit whatever other game they're playing and, and come play Overwatch. And it's interesting because the devs have said, and, and Jared said to me directly, like, oh, you know, we, we're not really competing with any other game. Like, we don't see ourselves as competitors to, to Valorant or Apex or League of Legends or whatever. We're just our own thing. But it's pretty clear with this quick play hack what they are doing, which is they are trying to carve a niche out for themselves within the market. And I think what they've realized, like, I think what they've been doing a lot is paying attention to what they are hearing people like about Overwatch and they're leaning into it. And I think what they've heard that people like about Overwatch is that it's quick. It's not a Valorant where, or a League of Legends where you get locked in for like 30, 40 minutes. And then if the game is miserable, the GG, you know, good luck. You have to suffer through it or have to have a surrender. I think they're kind of realizing that like, 
hmm, people like Overwatch is like this, this game you can hop in and out of. It's got teamwork. We'll get into the teamwork element in a moment. And like, people like the teamwork. They like the swapping. They like playing a bunch of heroes. And they like that they can be done in five minutes. They like that you can just, you know, oh, I've got 10 minutes. Let me play a quick game of Overwatch and come out. And I think that's where this quicker play was trying to attack at. It was probably a deliberately aggressive attack. Like, they probably knew they were going a bit overboard with the numbers. Yeah. But they were like, let's just see how much people feel when it's like super hard it's like barely you know you blink and you miss this game would that be fun for people and so i'm open to this idea that like they can they should try and reinvent overwatch a little bit and and come up with something radically different i think a lot of us have wanted that and sam i think we've spoken about this on previous podcasts that like hey you know try things try silly things we want to see you guys yeah we want to see you reinvent Overwatch. so how did you feel about quicker play um a couple things first off a question did they start at Friday night and end at Sunday night? Is that was that what happened, or like what was the time frame for when it was up? I, I, I'm trying to get I a better idea. I think it was idea. Saturday Sunday, just like the weekend. Just, no, just I think just... It, I did Friday too. Am I wrong? I think it was Friday because I didn't stream I'm not, Saturday Sunday. I'm not positive either, but here's what I'll say: I think it went on oh, a like... little too long. Come Sunday night, people were kind of fed up with it. Um, so I think they could have probably ended it Saturday night, Saturday night or Sunday morning. I thought it was great. I think there was, and here's why I think it was great. I didn't necessarily agree with a lot of the changes, but we learned things that were very, very important. And I actually agree with them that it shouldn't have been on an experimental because you can't get the proper data from people. We learned that I think push would be better a bit faster. I do. I think push was the one game mode that benefited the most from this kind of change. The others weren't great. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like the others, but it, it's important to learn from this, right? And I, I, that's why I was more so okay with it. I know people were really irritated. So I think maybe you trim down the time, maybe Friday night, Saturday night, have it be gone by Sunday morning to get the – because by, by the time it was Sunday, like I was in like six or seven-minute queues, like queuing multiple worlds. I was like, okay, people probably were sick of it, right? But push felt a lot better. I, I actually like kind of liked push quite a bit. Um, in terms of the sweatiness, for me, games were like sweatier. I don't know why, but like they were over faster. So it didn't feel to me to be like that. It also could have depended on the map type. It, it was definitely aggressive. And I don't think people realize how aggressive of something like that is. And this is what I was trying to explain to my, they were like, it's people are so used to, and this is what frustrates me SVB. And I talked to you about this when you made like the joke about like the 6v6 law or, or whatever it was, where people are just Sammy like, does the law. game was better. And it's like, the, it, the, a lot of those irritate me because people don't actually, they just mouthpiece it and they don't come to their own conclusion and cite the proper reasons. And that's what people need to understand. It's not about like the ideology you stand behind. It's about how you articulate and why you believe what it is that you believe. And if you're not actually accurately articulating that then there's no point in the conversation because nobody's going to learn anything right like i'm a big believer in ideas my personality type is literally called the debater right you know ian ian i took ent oh gosh i took this a lot myers big personality test if you haven't taken it you learn a lot about yourself super super cool um but i did it again uh but uh you know it's NFP for me <laughs> oh, there we go there we go it's it's fun it's, it's cool it's a really it's a really yeah. cool thing so if you haven't taken it definitely go take it uh, but I, I think that anybody saying this was a failure doesn't understand or is not willing to look at the big picture. I looked at Quick Play Hacks and I said that was a massive success. I didn't, you don't, because you don't have to agree with everything they do to recognize you learn something valuable from it. And a, a big quote that I love that I saw last year was from Giannis, the, the you know, you guys know Giannis, NBA, NBA star for the Bucks, Greek guy, right? They, they asked sure, him, they I lost. Know him. 
Yeah, yeah. They asked him when they lost in the playoffs last year if they viewed the season as a failure because they didn't win. And he said, it's never a failure. Like, I always take something and learn. I always move forward. And that's why I was able to become a champion was because I was able to sit there and I was able to learn from all this. And I think we learned more from that weekend of that event than any experimental in Overwatch 1. That was the first time where I really had to sit down and think about what was interesting what was not. So if you're the developers, and listen, I, I give them grief all the time for things that I think they mess up. And I'm not afraid to say it. And I would encourage anybody who is up against them. <laughs> I would encourage anybody who's trying to give them grief for this and say it was a bad idea. Really rethink that. Right? Because it, it's, it's the line of thinking that you want to look at, not the specifics. And we've never seen so many different variables in the game get changed and tested. Like, I would say that was a bigger change than them testing out 6v6 to 5v5 or even open queue to roll queue. Like, respawns, like the actual objective times kept like capturing faster, that changes a lot of stuff. So it shows a willingness to be able to make that change. So you don't want to discourage that. You want to encourage it and give the proper feedback, which is why it was so frustrating for me to see people be like, this is bad, and then not say anything else. Okay, what didn't you like about it? Because a lot of the times when you get people to start explaining what they didn't like about it, they're wrong, objectively, about how the game flows, They right? talk themselves into out of they, it, and they're yeah. like, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah and, it's, and, it's like that, and that's why it's important to have the conversation. Because there's been so many times where, even on this show, where like we've been talking about ideas, and I've sat there, and I've been like, huh. You know, like, I wonder about that. You know, how many, I, I give SVB a ton of epiphany clips of me making stupid faces, but, you know, everybody wins in that. <laughs> you guys have got me a couple times with that. But I, 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 I liked, I think it served its purpose. I think it did a great job on its purpose. I will say one thing you could learn, you could probably make that Friday and Saturday night. Uh, I think it went a little too long, um, especially when you're getting that aggressive with changes that could go either way. But I think that's all I have to say about Quick Play Hacked. I hope they do more. I hope they try more. And I, I hope people are more willing to accept ideas because you can never grow if you don't. And make sure to actually articulate what, what it is you didn't didn't like or else you're not being productive. And it's a waste of your own time too. So, Yeah, that was very, very well spoken. I think that really hits the nail on the head of like how we should approach it. And I think that is a, a relevant point to bring up as members of the community and to other members of the community is that like, we really just go really hard and and whine at a, at a at a unbelievable level the minute anything is changed or even announced to change, which we'll get to in a second about what changes that we are potentially getting. But I I think it's this weird thing where on the one hand everyone is like yeah Overwatch needs some changes we need to freshen it up freshen it up and then the devs are like here's some fresh orange juice and like not like that fuck that shit I don't like pulp get that shit out of here. I don't want it in my face. That's that's controversial. Be careful about pulp. People take that very seriously. I know that's that's real shit. But um, I do think we need to we need to be more open. Like absolutely, as Sam said, if you're like I don't like it, express that and be like I think I prefer watch when it's slower. I prefer having more time to think about things and the tactical back and forth. I don't know what again. I didn't play, so I can't say. But maybe you know, like I actually prefer having more time to swing the game back or whatever it is. But again, as Sam's mentioned with the 6v6 thing, and this brings me a chance to bring up Samito's Law on the podcast for the first time, which is a, a, a term I've dubbed now, is that any discussion about Overwatch gone on long enough will result in a debate about 6v6, and that's Samito's Law. I think that's Samito's effect, is that every time now I see it so often, people are like, this wouldn't happen in 6v6, and I'm like, would it not? Would they not have maybe tried Quick Play Act in 6v6? I don't know. I think they might have done. Um... <laughs> So let's let's on that note, unless there's anything else you guys want to add on quicker play for EA Flats. Ooh, I have something to add on. Yeah, go for it. Um, branching off of what Samito said, 
I'm curious as to what the devs are taking away from this, because I think there could be a lot of new variables that they hadn't considered. And, you know, as you said, the devs are looking to make these massive sweeping changes throughout Overwatch. And I think that's really, really, really vital because the game looks so different to what it looked like three, four, five years ago. And that is amazing because I don't think that it, it, without these changes, we would no longer be playing it. And I think it's important for them to be constantly innovating and constantly, you know, finding, hey, how do we fine tune this experience? How do we make it even more special? And maybe there's an element to it where it's like they have to take the gameplay loop that exists right now and speed it up more. Because you never want someone to just be sitting there. This is a big point of friction for me with like Rainbow Six Siege or like Valorant is when you die, you're just sitting there for like five, 10 minutes, right? And you're just reflecting and stewing on like, what did I do wrong? Like, how can I improve? And you don't get that chance to iterate. But in Overwatch you do, and it's faster, and, and it's fastest in deathmatch. And that's why I always say like, okay, if you're learning a new hero, like, Quickplay's great, but deathmatch is awesome too, because you die and you just go again, and go again and again and again, and it's just um, that constant feedback loop that is so, so fast and engaging. And it's why I felt so tired after uh, like that entire quick play um, hacked weekend is because it's just constant stimulation. It's brought up so much trauma of getting spawn peaked on fucking Siege and then watching your team <laughs> sit there and plant the bomb for four and a half minutes and just fuck, dude. And that, that's what I, to add on to that, I say this to my people all the time. And I, I say, they're always like, why don't you play Valorant? Why don't you do this? I have never been a fan of search and destroy modes personally in games. I am way too ADHD and hyperactive to, to like, you know, do that. And that's not, and overwatch, this is what I try to explain to people. Like, well, it did definitely, the Valorant, a game like Valorant definitely took some of the esports scene away. Like, cause a lot of those, without the Valorant league being around, like overwatch kind of was that game. So we had more of a volume for the esports side of things. But when people were like, this is going to destroy overwatch's an identity. I was like, guys, you, the, I, I, I always push back on that where I said, look, some people might play Valorant instead, but Overwatch's identity is so unique because of how the game flows in terms of just how the objective plays and your ability to respawn. And like, the, the, like there's so much more of an exchange in Overwatch um, than in all these other games. And that makes it unique in where like games like Valorant or even Rainbow Six or really, I, I don't think there's been another game like it to, to date. Um, there's been more competition for sure. And that's one thing I will adamantly disagree with jared on I, I like the idea of focusing on yourself you're completely right to do that but everybody in this day and age in gaming with how competitive it, everybody is your competition right and if you don't view it like that and i'm not trying to lecture anybody here but this is just a standard i set to myself my biggest fear in life is becoming complacent my biggest fear in life is becoming complacent i do not ever want to become complacent and a part of that which has been a double-edged sword for me to be honest with you because it's not always sunshines and daisies for me at least is balancing that competitive nature with being able to push and pull like a little bit of competitive a little bit of quick play right uh so i i just i'm very nervous about that mentality in in an industry that's people people are out to get you you guys remember 2018 those apex patches when that game came out felt very targeted at overwatch maybe i was wrong and i was the only one who, who thought that but it, it's, a, it's a ripe industry full of competition and i'm curious I'm really curious. I think this year, guys, and SVB, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to keep an eye on this because I think you have a very level head, which is why you're a great host. Keep an eye on Microsoft's philosophy. 
I'm really interested to see what they do particularly with the shooters because they claim there were a lot of big claims, which is why it got passed in the UK, that they were keeping these shooters open. Like the multiplayer games are staying open. They'll probably take those like Fallout and Bethesda's Elder Scrolls. Where's Elder Scrolls 6, by the way, guys? Come on. <laughs> uh, I saw that trailer in 2018. 2018, I saw that trailer. You guys are you're trolling me, Todd Howard. Um but yeah, I keep a close eye on, on on what I think this year we're gonna see what their big big term vision is. So um, I go in off topic again. Apologies. No, no, it's, it's absolutely relevant. I mean, it's funny because Bethesda might be the only game that can be memed on by Overwatch, where they can be like, you know, since you released the trailer, Overwatch Two came out. That's how long it's been. <laughs> that's how long it's been since you dropped that shit. Damn, yeah. that's bad. I know. Holy shit! I, I think know. Cyberpunk scared everybody, but continue. continue. No, no, you're, it's a, it's a good point to bring up, and you're right on the competitive front as well, because uh, to know your point, you know, I don't, I don't remember the Apex patch, but I remember that. When Overwatch 2 launched in October, I think both Apex and Valorant, like, tactically had, like, they gave Overwatch 2, like, one week, and then they both dropped, like, new seasons, where they were like, we're not gonna clash it on the same, you know, period when we know everyone's gonna play Overwatch 2, but we're gonna try and steal everyone the minute they're bored, we're gonna be like, here's our new season, so it's like... Again, it, it's probably a lot of dev talk. Like, it's probably like Chats a PR talk where, where Jared's like, oh, we well, don't care. And secretly, he's got, like, yeah, yeah, a hotline into, like, shit, Valorant, new update out. We're gonna do something about that shit. All right, so... I, I agree, and I think that I also really like Freya's point about the sort of the fun of Overwatch being in that repetitive cycle and like the go again and the deathmatch reminds me a lot of like my current journey on Elden Ring, which I'll be playing after this this call as well. Where it's just like you just walk in, you get the shit beat out of you by some giant boss, and you're just like, "Fuck!" You don't even say anything. Like half the time, I don't even say anything. I'm just sitting there like molding to myself and like go again. Elden Ring's <laughs> gameplay loops are insanely good. So exactly good. and it's so addictive you just run right back you're like okay this time i know that fucker i know he's gonna do that little combo i'm gonna dodge that one so yeah i think overwatch channels that same element of it where you just kind of you want to go again you don't want to sit and wait the whole round because that is the frustration of valorant you kind of like oh the bullshit like i got headshot or and then you try and take that into your next thing and you're like i'm gonna hold this angle and then you die to the same exact thing you're like oh crap i gotta wait another two minutes before yeah, i can no. even try and I, I wish we could be in the room for these discussions because like Elden Ring's philosophy, it's so clear the moment you play it. It's like, it's all about respecting the player's ability to learn, right? Or treating them with enough respect to, to, to hit them with a crazy challenge and let them decide like, okay, how am I going to approach this? How am I going to change? How am I going to adapt? I wonder what Overwatch's is. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't want to necessarily quiz any of the devs. I think Gavin was here yeah. saying that like he's just been on a call about quick play hack, then he tunes in and we're talking about quick play hack. So mm -hmm. I'm sure they're having, you know, very productive discussions and hopefully they'll share their insights when they can. But it would be fun to pick their brains about like, well, what are you guys thinking with this? So on that note, on another note of like, what are you guys thinking with this is a thing that I think, again, the community, I personally think has kind of overreacted to the news of it. But the self-healing passive that's coming for all roles potentially. Uh, now I I I was talking about this to my stream and I and I laughed that this was like the first time I've seen a developer clickbait himself when Aaron Keller tweeted and he's like he's like the self-healing passive for everyone and I was like oh Aaron no honey you don't want to do that. It's <laughs> like if, if they made a blog. And they were like, here's the quick play, here's the self-healing passive amongst five other changes. Some unscrupulous YouTuber like us might make a YouTube video that's like, self-healing passive for everyone, exclamation mark, question mark. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to yourself, man. So 
I feel like that might have been partly why there was such a gross reaction of like, oh, they're fucking ruining everything. Everyone's going to heal. Who needs supports anymore? But let's talk about the idea of it because it is coming. It is going to be a thing. They will. Um, they are keen to emphasize that it's a diminished version of the current passive that supports have. And, and like a, you know, it's going to be a lot worse, basically. But uh, Flats, you talk to me first about how do you feel about the self-healing passive idea? Oh, God, I have so many thoughts on this. Um, okay, so first off, you're right. Um, once again, uh, guys, what the fuck are you doing uh, when you announce shit? Um, you can't only give a very small piece of the picture, especially when it's that major of a change and not say anything else. Because, like, of course people are going to react. Like, like there is legitimately no other reaction than the reaction that was given. You know what I mean? Like, that should be a foregone conclusion. Um, but, again, though, like, I'm kind of with you. And then it's a bit of an overreaction because, like, again, we're all bored as shit. Like, this is like this. Even in this call, like, okay, like, I'm, like I don't, not, I don't want to like say too much, but like, we, we've started talking about so much other shit other than Overwatch. And the, like, this is probably I've done a lot of these podcasts with you. This is probably the most we've talked about other shit in it because, like, dude, I, I think we're even bored, like, talking in some ways about what's going on in Overwatch, just because, like, it, it's there's there's not a lot happening and. uh yeah, you're right. They they kind of clickbaited themselves. Um, but but this is the shit. Like they're trying some crazy shit, and I'm totally in. I'm down. Like why not? Let's see what happens. But let's see what the other changes are too, right? Because like one of the biggest community sentiments, and I agree, like with what they they're saying is, uh, there already feels like there's too much healing in the game, and now everyone's getting healing, so there's more healing, and it's like. No, those no, those people are 100% right. Like they're they're right from what you just said. But like that like what like what if all healing is toned down with with the passive, right? Like okay, like now is that better? Like who knows. Um but there's also like at least in my my personal sentiment, I I've said many times at this point is like I personally believe that there's too much damage and too much healing in the game. Like it, it's it feels like you can't kill things or you explode. There's no in between. Uh and that's why I feel like fighting supports feels so bad because they have like an extra healing or an extra bailout ability so you feel like you have to fight them twice or three times while like dps are the easiest characters to kill in the game um like if you're in a fight like statistically dps die first uh and then tanks and then and then supports and like i, I sam i think was it you in like in our thing that like showed uh like what was uh like kd's per role surprised me i i was i it makes sense when you think about it yeah it was very surprising to me to see yeah that. it was like so like it was like dps was in the the most deaths it was like 4.3 or something and then tank was like 4.1 and then support was like 3.1 it was yeah it, it was, was just like a it was massive KDA. jump it was kda yeah. so dps and this was on overbuff which doesn't get all the data but it gets enough and my guess is like the massive amount of data would add up to that based on our game experience support dps had like a three on average across all dps here is like a three kill death assist ratio tank had a four and support had a four and a half <laughs> so I, can, I can actually pull up i'll pull up the screenshot now so it's damaged kda is 3.07 support is 4.86 and tank is 4.5 so supports are like you know a significant amount like 50 percent higher kda basically if you want to think about it in yeah. those terms than dps and so yeah it just it like currently it just feels wild right like because like support players I think have finally come around and know like, holy shit, like this role can kind of do a lot. Like I was just playing some quick play yesterday the first time in like 10 days and I was playing on it and I was just autopiloted talking to chat and like I was just dominating the whole lobby. It's obviously it's quick play, but it's like I don't play on it and it's like, you know what I mean? Like I just you just sit there and you cycle your buttons and everybody falls over and dies. Um, 
so it's like you know support like has a lot of things both sides but then you also have those games where you feel like you can't do a thing and your tank's dying on cooldown and your dps can't get kills you're getting chased around the map so like all of those experiences are correct like none of those people's feelings are invalid but like at the same time though we've gotten to the point where it almost in some ways feels like overwatch one where instead of we're shooting shields we're shooting people and getting hit markers but they don't die or you just explode right and it's like I don't know, like, it doesn't really feel like at the moment we're in a healthy state, even though balance-wise, I don't even think it's that bad. Like, I, I think balance-wise, things are a lot better, and they've actually brought a lot of things out. Let's, let's not talk about the Arisa thing, because Jesus fucking she's Christ, so she's so what in the world were you cooking with that? Like, I, I know they wanted to talk about win rates and shit, but, like, this is why we don't balance on win rates. Like, you can't just balance on win rates, because, like, Arisa's power is about being a fucking wall. And I remember... remember as you remember, like back in like season five, season six, I came on here and talked about how Rissa wasn't good, and I was like, ah! And then like a week later, it became Sigma meta, and I was like, you know, like Rissa's main strength was about survival. That's it. Like she didn't really have much stopping power, and so now she's still the fucking unkillable wall. But now she can poke you from range, so when you turn the corner, you're half HP because she just spams one corner the entire time, and it makes her a lot stronger. So now you feel like not only can you not kill her, but she also spams you out really well, and it feels shit to play against. So like, you gotta realize these things. But overall, balance-wise, um, things feel pretty pretty good. But the game still feels shit. So it's like, what's what's the problem? And I like that they're gonna go out and do something crazy for season nine like do some fucking crazy shit and if it doesn't work change it if it doesn't work change it but like where, where we are right now is anybody surprised that nobody really wants to play and like if you want a good metric of when the overwatch community is not doing too hot is look at how much drama there is on twitter if there's a lot of drama the game is in a bad spot if the game's in a good spot, there's never anything. Nobody's complaining, or at least they're not starting fights for no reason. They're they're talking mm -hmm. about meaningful shit. Uh, yep. Yeah, I I think so. I just want to quickly point out, Gavin. Gavin says on to our point about KDA, he's like, well, you know, so basically what we call the limbs are basically like a tag, like an assist. So you really want to compare final blows to deaths, which. I you know I think that's a fair point, but also at the same time there are supports that don't even fucking shoot mercy right and it's like yeah. you're still like and tagging them is still relevant and stuff so it's like i think it's not clear either way i think it's a good indicator though what we've just discussed is an indicator of what we are talking about so i think it is an informative stat it's not the informative stat but um sam add on yeah go ahead that data set is not complete yeah but i think it paints a good picture as well right and again another thing to back that up is you ask yourself would these supports win on win on one on one against a DPS? Bat would beat most DPS in a one on one. Kiriko would beat most DPS in a one on one. Alari's a little bit in the middle, right? Um, but move, moving on to the so what was the first part of this conversation? What, the self healing, healing role path? passive, yeah. So how do you feel about uh, that? And yeah, go ahead. Reading all of it frustrated me. From from the idea of doing it and the community's reaction to it, because so again, so many people don't understand what they're articulating so let, let me talk about why it frustrates me and scares me i like them trying stuff what scares me is their unwillingness historically to really take a step back and evaluate what changed and is it better it seems like over the years it's been like hey let's add this and it's done 
right? Never any big changes. Like I hear like Brigida in open queue, right? I had to go back to it, but you know, in goats, that was 26, seven nerfs instead of being like, okay, let's change inspire. Cause inspire still is the, the, the I still think it's top five abilities in the game. Inspire is so good. Right. Um, stuff like, uh, I could probably think well, the ult the ult charge passive is a great relevant recent it, example yeah. of like they added it. Everyone's like, no, I mean, this is my bingo card. You hit your yeah. bingo card. This is my bingo card. But they added it. They reduced it. They again reduced it, but they refused to actually take it out. Yeah, it it seems like like in the the analogy that I use, and I've been waiting for this one, is you know how when you're younger, or even sometimes now, where you have dirty laundry, you don't feel like doing your dirty laundry. You wore the clothes that day. It's a nice, sick fit, right? I don't feel like doing my laundry. I'll put it in the closet eventually that closet is going to get real dirty and you're going to have to clean it, right? And it seems like a lot of this stuff just gets punted by Overwatch and then avoided, 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 avoided until eventually you get to a breaking point where I'm, I'll save my bingo card for later. I'm not going to go into it, the specifics. You guys know what I'm going to say, so I'm not going to bother, right? I'm trying to pull back on the wall a little bit. But, you know, it just, I, I, I really, the, the unwillingness to go back and just be like, okay, this didn't quite work, right? Let's Let's take a step back. That's what upset me so much about this one, because right now I think maybe this podcast would agree with this take. I think the number one focus for them needs to be to make tank more enjoyable. I think tank was the biggest miss in Overwatch 2 in that it's just not fun. And I think the big reason, hang on Flats, I promise I'll get you in here. I think the big reason why tank is so miserable is like what Flats said when you're just chilling playing Ana, the support passive means that all of these abilities get easily dumped into the tank. I think the best way to make tanking feel better is to make it say, hey, maybe that support should think twice before they dunk their cooldown onto this target. And right, and if they didn't passively heal, a lot of the times during the fight, because a lot of characters in these chip duels where a lot of these duels happen, the supports can hide for one or two seconds and they get healed up just enough to be past the breakpoint in a duel that you would normally win and they wouldn't even have to make the proper play. So what scared me the most was the willingness to go forward even more with passive healing. And now obviously Aaron came out and said, oh, it wouldn't be to the same degree. But man, I, I think a lot of people have, I, I think they need to have a very thorough discussion about role passives in general before they continue to just say, oh, well, let everybody have it. Well, what is that going to do? I think it's going to make tanking even worse. That's my fear. My fear is that now, not only is there going to be like the Ana who could always save the nade and do all this stuff, Sombra and Perma Invis, even if it's a worse version of the passive, like what about an Ash just being able to perma hold an angle now, right? On a certain part of the map where you need a support to hold it. Like a lot of these things give the game structure. They give Overwatch its unique identity about how you have to approach fights. And the more that you add stuff like this, the farther it goes away from that, which is the game that many people love that gives it its unique identity. And like, I saw somebody tweeting out being like, no, this is great. Ryan can shield on the point and heal now. And it's like, you guys really think Reinhardt is going to be a big beneficiary of this? Some guy that only gets value when you you have to stay in the fight in a place where you need to get shot. You really like, like, and, and that's why people's takes on Twitter frustrate me so much. It's like, man, the, guys, I love y'all, but you got to look at what's put in practice actually. Right. So you know, I think I, of these things in a vacuum, not so much yes. like in the game itself. Yeah. Yes, and 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 people just they just don't discuss it and really really think about it either. And it just it, it frustrates me to see people one being pro or against it on the developers if they aren't willing to follow the right thought process about how to test these things out. And so th that's why I hate it, right? Because I think role passives just didn't work, and that's fine if it doesn't work. But the devs have not shown enough willingness to revert mistakes. 
right? They have ne and that's been one of Overwatch's biggest problems. I think it's constantly been forward, 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 forward. And so instead of taking a step back and really trying to understand what made people love these things, what did that? I think what Overwatch needs to do right now is take a step back towards that core gameplay philosophy they had back when the game originally came out. Overwatch 1 came out and how heroes worked and how things worked. And especially in 5v5 where the tank player is just so much more vulnerable. That's how it ended up playing out. That should be priority number one. Like I, I, the support, the, I'm telling you right now, I, I'll put all my chips on the table on this. If that support passive gets drastically nerfed, five seconds, right? DPS doesn't even get theirs, right? Like it's not like tanking in this game would be ten times better. Throw that in quick play. Like please do a quick play hacked with some of this stuff before you guys decide to just throw it in the game. I'm begging you. Like like experiment a little bit, right? Experiment a little bit because it's. There's a reason why every tank player that's been on this podcast, from Flats to Boger to Yeetle to Salt, all of them unanimously, unanimously have come out and been like, yeah, this kind of like, the tank players got abandoned. Let's, let's, let's try to focus on balancing the power between roles. Because in 5v5 at least, it, it made that balance a little bit more lopsided. And I think the support passive, I, I can't personally, this is a personal note, I cannot tell if it's because of the role passives or if it's because of 5v5. I think this one is the role passives and not 5v5. And I just like to see that get fleshed out before they can say, all right, let's give it to everybody, even if it's less. Let's take a step back and really make sure that our foundation's good first. There's so many great points there that you've, you've raised there, Flats, uh, Sam, because I know you wanted to, to, to target into, tag it into Flats, talking about the biggest mistake being the tank hasn't been, hasn't been addressed, talking about the, the inability to kind of go back on certain ideas that, that don't work. I want to quickly take it to Faria. I know Flats is cooking, but I want to take it to Faria because we haven't heard from her in a while. So Faria, anything you want to vibe off of what Sam said or your own thoughts about the self-healing role passive? Okay, so I don't think that the, the passive healing, um, the self-passive, is going to come on its own. I don't think it's a change in a vacuum that they're just going to slap on the game and ship it. I think it, it's going to tweak many, many things across the board because you can't just tweak that and not also change how supports interact with just like their regular healing, how um, like it, how damage is counted, all of these things. And so I am curious to see what they have lined up for us. And, and also, remember earlier when we were talking about game philosophy and what would, what would you say Overwatch's like main philosophy is if you had to take a stab at it? I got no clue, bro. I'm out. No idea? <laughs> Anything? I could tell you what Jeff Kaplan's was. Oh, yeah? Have a complicated game at first to make it easier over time. And I would say most of the heroes that have come out probably adhere to that model from Lifeweaver to even like a Lari hmm. Pylon, stuff like that. Like you had, look at the original heroes, which were very mechanically demanding. And you look at how they transition over time. They're trying to make the game more approachable to a wider audience. Yeah. I think you hit on a really good point there. I, I think it's agency i think that's a really really big one um the reason that overwatch has appealed to so many people is because it sells this fantasy of well you don't have to be a big fps player this could be your very first one but like look you can come into this game you have these abilities you have this ultimate that you can learn uh earn through you know doing a good job and then you can turn the tide of a battle you alone can do this and this player agency is what's so alluring about overwatch is because you can affect so much change um, in a team fight over the course of a game. And I feel like the best games are the ones where you feel like you are the one straddling the line, you are the difference maker, and the deciding factor whether this game is lost or won. And I feel like 
part of why tank feels so bad right now and why so many tank players are worried by this change is that tank doesn't have a lot of agency. Because look at TF2 where you have these lobby sizes of like 24 players, right? And you are like one amongst a pile of ants, you know? It, it is hard to track sometimes a single spy or a single sniper way in the back lines when you have like 10 other people in front of you, right? When, it, when it's just pure chaos, unimaginable. But when Overwatch turns from 6v6 to 5v5, there's less factors to pay attention to. And so as a tank, you just get looked at more naturally. You you take the brunt of everything because there's just less to divide that attention. And I think that this passive healing is going to put more agency in the hands of support players, in the hands of flankers. And I'm also worried about tanks because I don't know how they're going to be affected by all of this. But I feel like with, you know, more more agency for variety, you know, more viability for flankers to be out in the back line on their own and not have to worry about, you know, oh, I have to spend five seconds going for this health pack uh, or, or I risk getting one shot. I think it opens up more fun for everyone. I think it's an overall good thing. Interesting. I, I will let Flats go now because, uh, you know, Sam tagged you in a little bit and you've probably been stewing over that one for a little bit. Your ideas on like tank, and they're affecting with the passive, but also Sam's statement about that's the biggest issue that Overwatch needs to attack first. So, okay. There's a lot. Um, really, really quick before I forget. Some of like how they don't walk back changes. Um, I'd say this year they've, they've been pretty decent about it. Um, things I think about at the top of my head are like the Moira and Feeble orb. Uh, I think about like the May changes. Um, you know, like they, they, they've when they've made some changes that don't work. Now they took way too long. Like we had the May change of like four seasons. It was like, what are you doing? You know, um, it definitely took too long. But they're, I would say this Overwatch team is much better than previous. Like Overwatch one. Like you were talking about like Brig with Rally. Like I don't think that they're really comparable in that sense. But you also make a really good point because like it takes too long if they ever do it at all. Um, but I want to give the credit that it definitely is better than it used to be, which is which is nice. Um, but I mean, here's the thing. Uh, like I hate to say it, but like I kind of I kind of called it, like, you know, back in like season two, season three, when tank was getting nerfed down and supports were getting buffed in the ceiling into season four and then into season five. Um, tank didn't always feel bad in Overwatch 2. Actually, in the first beta was the best ever. And then the second beta was still really good, but like that was when they started experimenting with like Arissa a little bit more. And they like buffed Arissa and they like I think they buffed Hog or in some way. I think that was when they changed like his his ult so it couldn't be canceled anymore. Uh there was like they were making these changes or whatnot to tanks to try to make them like better. Like other other tanks were also kind of like getting buffed up and it was kind of getting a little bit annoying. Um, but overall, though, that was not, like, I don't, at least at this moment, I don't think it's, like, a Overwatch 2 issue. Like, I think it's, when they walked in, there was, like, such panic, um, because Overwatch 1, tanks was always dominant. Like, it was, like, tanks was what set the pace for your game. Like, if your tanks were terrible, like, you probably lost, um, which is not the case at all in Overwatch 2. Like, if anything, like, you can win a game with a terrible tank, like... I, I still remember a game where I played with against Jay and 
their Ryan was three and fifteen, and we almost lost. Um, and I was like, this is unbelievable. Like I actually, I was just lost for words. Um, but the thing is, is like, if you've ever seen any of the tanks, like come on these podcasts or whatever, like maybe my, maybe I'm just biased and sure you can say that, but I feel like every tank player is like super down to earth with balance in this game. Like when we had the tank debate, we were all talking about ways like you could nerf tanks, like like in certain ways, like, oh, like if you really needed to do this or like we were willing to give up little more pieces. Like we didn't even need to do that. Like if anything, it's supposed to it should be the opposite at this point. Um, and, and I understood in the beginning of watch too, it was it made sense because support was playing a brand new game. It was a whole new dynamic, the, the way the game was played, the pacing, whatnot. So like they needed some help. But like the way we did it was like we crushed down the tanks power a bunch and we brought up support power a bunch. And so that role that's by itself that needs to be able to stand out and be strong doesn't have that power anymore. And if anything, every player has that same power. DPS doesn't have the staying power, but it has the stopping power, right? While support has the same staying power, it feels like, as a tank a lot of the times, while also having the stopping power of somewhat close to a DPS, right? So it, there needs, like, obviously there needs to be some, some major, major, major changes, but people also, like, freak out at tank changes right like they freak out if a tank gets buffed and it's like it didn't even really like do a lot right like sometimes like it doesn't feel like it does a lot um because you still feel like you either just get one shot or you don't have an effect on the game so how do you fix that um i'm not really sure off the top of my head but you made a good point about passives and going into overwatch 2 i feel like they they touted passives as one of the big things they're going to change every season and then it literally never got changed like ever like Remember the first beta, we had the DPS passive that was like the 10% speed buff, and that was like the support dead by daylight killer, and then they got changed to the reload, and then it never changed again, and like characters like Hanzo don't even fucking use it. It's like, how, how the hell are we over a year into the game and the DPS passive still doesn't work for Hanzo? Like, we couldn't come up with something else, you know what I mean? Um, so, I, I don't know, it's it's... I'm kind of with you on like there's a lot of things that need to be changed um, and like there's also a lot of things that we've been told that there'll be changes for and then they just never fucking happen and I don't know if it's like priority right like they've told us before like certain things like priority like oh you know like we have to work on this or like you know whatever kind of things come up but Sam also kind of nails it with like the the closet analogy, which, by the way, is that a thing? Because I, I, don't, I don't do that. Um, yeah, I do my laundry. I do, I do my yeah. laundry, to be fair, but in case you want laundry, I do do my laundry, but just it was just, but, I don't know. Just, yeah, but I know what you meant, though, of, like, we just kind of push these problems down the road, and, like, I think that's a good one we have now, where, you know, we have the support passive that was very much necessary when the DPS passive was the speed boost, especially, and then we changed the DPS passive, kept the support passive, but then the support passive, like as people learn the game, you didn't really need it as much, if at all, anymore. Um, but it was it's still such balance like balance a, a lot too. It's affected bat like on a nade yeah. progressively nerf for it too. So like it's yes. continue. Yeah. yeah, no, no, you're you're hundred percent right. And actually, you know what's funny? Um, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but like it was like season two or season three, they changed Ananade to what it is right now, and it was like way too much of a nerf. It was like, oh my god, like you know, Nana's, Nana's, like, not that good now. And then she just got nerfed to, like, where it is again, like, in the most recent patch, and nobody even notices this. Like, it's like, meh, it's whatever, it's fine. And it's like, 
you got to kind of realize that like that's not like there's been break points in the game of change it's like people now learned how to play overwatch 2 so these other changes that were made in the beginning to help people need to be taken back now and they've never gotten taken back yeah which goes back to sam's initial point uh about the slowness or sometimes full-on reluctance to change things that i think the community feels are problematic though i also sympathize with the, as the developer you have to take the mature decision to be like we're going to ignore our community on this one because we think this is right but then you you got to be right easy. you got to be right when no. you do that yeah it's, it's it's not easy and that's why i tell people like they need to listen to us i said listen i don't care if they listen to us or not if they end up doing a good job they could tell me to go kick rocks and pound sand for all i care right because at the end of the day like if you're if you're making shots you're making shots but I, I think just to reiterate on the flat side, and this is an important note that people need to understand, it makes me really irritated when I see this. Tanks issues are not balance issues right now. It's not. I, I genuinely don't think the problems that, and the frustrations from playing tank come from balance. It's all of this other stuff that they've added into the game. And this is where I'm just going to speak my mind here for a second. I, the one thing that I hope Blizzard's not doing, and I can't really speak to this because I haven't spoken to anybody personally about it, don't be attached to a thing like role passives just because it's the new thing that makes this look like Overwatch 2. The reality is with Season 9 now around the corner, that really is kind of Overwatch 2.5, I'll say. Kind of like how Warzone had Warzone 2.5 and there was like a lot of big changes the Raven software made that people like really liked the game compared to when they went to Warzone 2. Don't stay too attached to these things at this point in time. Just just try to really sit down and analyze what makes the player experience better. And please, please, and I, I have no conjecture on that whether or not like they are or not doing this. I'm just saying in general, to be clear. But don't don't die on the hill of something that's making... I, bottom line is, I'd like to see them nerf the support passive way more and see where things are at. That's what I'd like to... Considering... Think about how much... By the way, I went down in my video and I, I went over how supports have been buffed even since then, right? Brig packs, massive buffs, Right? Brig is way better. The new rally, despite people saying it was bad when it came out, ended up being pretty good, Flats. Isn't that crazy? Streamers wow, put, no streamers way. Put a, the group of podcasts is out here just trying to gaslight nuclear. These, these streamers are haters. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We were mm. right again. Who could yeah. have seen that? It's almost like the I remember a lot of people said the rally, like old rally was yeah. a lot better. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 I don't know about that one, Chief. 750 HP shield and a stun is pretty freaking dang good, guys. Um, so you see those hitbox on the stun too. Like, yeah, it's massive. It's massive. It's very, very good. It's just like the use case got different. And people again, flats to sit to read or you said they didn't give it the time to develop and, and learn it because it is. It is to be fair. It is different. It absolutely was different than the old rally, which was just stat monster run it down mid. Like you actually have to be surgical with it. And I think you know that's much better. Um, but I, I I think that oh shoot I forgot where I was going with this. Um. But yeah, don't don't let people gaslight you into thinking the tanks issues are balanced. It's not. It's not balanced right now. I think I think that they should I think they should be a, a little bit more willing to experiment with where the role passives are right now, or if they want them at all, before they give it to everybody, because that's just more clothes in the closet, right? You know, we let's let's do some laundry, folks. Let's do some laundry. That's that's the that's the point. Yeah, I think I want to take it to Faria in a second, because I, I I think this is, again, speaks to her point about agency and, and kind of maybe that's, again, where we can attack, where it's like the tank players just, it just feels like a lot of the times you're at the mercy of what your team and the enemy team has picked, not necessarily what you're doing. You're just kind of like, well, they're doing that, so I can't do this anymore. Uh, I, to, I think we all roughly agree that it is good to get changes in the game. I think Sam is, is, is sort of saying that put these, put these in another quick play hack. Don't just throw them into the game. 
uh, I think the devs are kind of saying that like we're actually dropping a whole bunch of changes, which is why we're going to drop them straight into comp and not into just a quick play because we want we want to bring a whole like cohort of changes. I guess to play devil's advocate, a point I would bring up is that maybe this is the wrong season to do that because you're also reworking the comp system to to reset a bunch of people, and now you're going to reset the game, so you're going to like. It's gonna oh, be a whole. Three. It's gonna yeah, basically. Yeah, it's gonna be a whole shit show where your your rank is gonna get reset, but then also your playstyle could potentially get reset if there's a bunch of changes. There's gonna be some winners, some losers, and then let's say for for argument's sake, they realize that a lot of the changes were bad. They go back on a lot of the balance changes, but now there's people again who have kind of managed to weasel their way into SR that they didn't really deserve. People are going to be like, these guys are boosted again, and they don't play a lot, so they can't their SR. Freshman. That's the a big distinction. People need to learn a distinction between somebody who's new that needs to learn from mistakes. Like, that's a, literally a part of the learning process for any activity on this planet. No, no, but just the point being that there's going to be winners and losers, and people are going to feel like some of those might be undeserved if some of those changes are then reverted. And likewise, someone might feel like they were harshly done by because they were actually bad in the first season that the changes came out, but then they got better, and then, uh, you know, then they were punished. So actually, I'm going to quickly read Gavin's response already before I go take it to Rio. Gavin says, Bias take, but I think it's the best time to do that because the rank reset. The game will have genuinely changed a lot, so we're finding out who is the best at the new version of the game. And that's definitely an argument, but again, the point is, is the new version what you're going to stick with? Are you going to stick with that new version, or are you going to realize that the new version isn't the version we wanted? And then if you have to revert, that's where the problem lies. It could go well. Again, it could be, as Gavin says, that the changes come out and this is actually a great version of Overwatch we want to stick with. And then the people who thrive are, are rewarded accurately. But again, it's like, well, what if we don't like what we came up with and we gave a bunch of people rank for it? So that's, that's it. again, that was the devil's uh, advocate hypothetical. But I'll take it to Fariha again, just in line with these big changes, the mm-hmm. passive... What is your yeah. kind of vision? What do, you, what do you think should be going on? It's like maybe maybe they're finding that along with agency, another philosophy of the game should be speed and flow. Because I'm trying to think of an example of like, what is a torturous game of tank? You've, uh, okay, so, so it's Colosseo, right? It's Colosseo, you've locked in this tank, and you're walking to the bot for the very, very first time. And, oh no, they have a bastion. Okay, let's outweigh that turret form. Let's hide behind this pillar, and then we peek again, right? When when he's out of that. Oh, they discorded me. Okay, well, better peek again behind this pillar to, like, lose Discord. And it's great that they gave us this counterplay so that you can actually do something about Discord. But, like, what resource are you expending in order to counterplay it? Your time. You are actively not playing the game in order to counteract the fact that they have a zen, right? The fact that they've selected a hero means that you have to, every couple of seconds, you know, just like, hands off, hands off the keyboard. And maybe that's what they're doing in like, quick play hacked. And and maybe that's what they're doing with these changes is like, what if you can make it so that the time you spend, you spend behind that pillar, right? Just like, doing your counterplay, <laughs> waiting out cooldowns, is a little bit shorter, and that you can be healed up faster, and that you have new passives, perhaps, that help help support that, right? Yeah, I like that. I like that, that. And that's probably where some of the vision comes from, is this, like, well, it, it, it gives tanks and DPS a bit more parity. I think, I think I'm on, I'm in, 
we've talked about this in the podcast before where Sam and Sam and me in particular have kind of been like, I think we should just do away with the passes and find a different solution. So, I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm all for them trying a new thing and there's going to be a bunch of changes. We'll, we'll talk about some of them, some more of them in a second. But yeah, I think me personally as well, I, while I'm open and I, I hope that these, these, these are helpful changes, right? I just can't off the top of my head really envision too many situations where hiding for three seconds and getting 20 HP back is really going to matter to a tank. Uh, like, they have to, in 5v5, they have to be frontlining. Right. If you're not, if you're hiding, they're, you're, they're, yeah, they're, you're the... counter, it's kind of reductive. So my biggest fear with this, sorry to interrupt you, SVB. No, go ahead. Is the gap between tanks having fun and the other roles, the squishies that are the ones that are going to benefit is just going to get bigger and bigger when you've had flats and, and all the other tank players on here being like, yeah, man, I'm just getting drum fish. You come around on, on Coliseo, you're just a fish in a barrel. They're on the high ground. There's a sojourn holding rail all game. All right. Boom, I'm dead. But I do like the Discord. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you're right. You're right. And I think my personal thing would have been scrap the scrap the changes, start some somewhere else, like scrap the passives because they're not doing what we were we were promised they were going to do. And I, and I I do think as well, as Sam alluded to, a lot of that reluctance does come from, I think, a desire to not go back on what was the brand IP of Overwatch to you know the five, I think that's obviously why we'll never go back. Probably on six v six is that that was the whole two or watch two thing. Like even though we know watch two was PVE, but then when you we've already kind of gone back on that. So if you go back on the the five v five, well, we're what is the watch two? People are gonna bring back to like, well, did we really need or watch two? Then it's just or watch one. And then these are like these small changes that would add to that narrative, right? Which is that like if you took the role passes away, well those were those were on the trailers. I remember the trailers, right? And obviously yeah. we changed the the DPS passive, but, but I remember the trailers are like, look at Genji and Tracer, they run in real fast now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like uh if they go back on all of these then then they feel like maybe they've lost something too big that's that's beyond balance. It's like it's like an unquantifiable marketing thing that they've lost. Uh so any more thoughts on that kind of area of discussion from Flat, Sam, or Faria, if you guys want to mention anything or we move um, on to some of the other things. I, I, I want to add on to a little bit of both real quick about agency. And I think, Flats, you you mentioned like sometimes on uh, Tank, you said it was not volatile. What, what did you say, buddy? You said like uh, you felt a certain way about how your tank fights go. My, well, we'll just go ahead. I, I, I is it, that, is I it when make. like two tanks are competent, you're not really doing a lot? Is that that the one? Yes, you're, when two tanks are doing something, you're not really doing a lot. That's because the actual exchange between tanks in 5v5 particularly is less valuable and there's less agency that you have over the game because mo for the most part, the stats have been raised so high, you can't. Ex there's not a real skill expression. You saw I had Hawk talk about this a lot, SVB, where he's like, I can't gap like a four, the equivalent of 4,100 player because the ability strength has had to become so strong. Like it's at its skill floor more forgiving where in the previous game, you at the skill ceiling were able to do a lot more because the amount of variable, like for example, a 400, like it, you're playing Ryan Zarya. It's Flats and Emong versus me on Zarya and Frito on Reinhardt, which Flats, I hope you win that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my money's on Flats on that one. But for example, like if I misused a bubble and both of our tanks had less health, Flats and Emon could recognize that, and there was there was actually an exchange where they could like pounce on that in, in, in Overwatch 1, and because the stats have been made so much higher in general, that's it's still there, it's just much more diminished, 
And it's harder to make that happen, especially with support abilities being stronger. And now with only one tank to force both MOs, as they've added two more MOs to the game while in Overwatch 1, there was only one MO. The other one was Brig, who was like a massive amount of healing. But that that there's just less ability to express that agency for a tank, which is why, again, if they're not going to, if they're going to die on the hill of Immorts, at least make it so that the supports have to use them more and it's easier for the uh, for the other two roles to force them so that that agency can come back to tank um if they're adamant about staying with 5v5 i think that's where they should put their drive and focus but i'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick i just wanted to add on to that <laughs> sure sure i appreciate that fariha flats any anything you want to add on this area i remember is the you said counterplay. I remember that clip where we played quick play where I was full HP and I jumped in on Junkertown and I exploded before I hit the ground. <laughs> you remember that? I mean, and that's, it's always funny because you know, anytime a clip like that occurs, someone's like, well, you should have done this. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, that just shouldn't happen. Like, what, what happened just should not have happened. Well, I was, I was, it was literally after the Zen patch. And I baited out the, the Discord and I was like, now there's counterplay. I literally didn't make it. Like, you know, like the first point bridge and the, like, the, where you hold? I didn't make it from the bridge to the other bridge. Like, I died midair, like, from full HP. Like, well, well, you see, you should have turned your head to the coast so that the Widowmaker sitting on the high ground couldn't have shot you in the head. And so that, you know, it's, it's just like... And then, I you dropped survived it. On <laughs> then you could have survived on 50 HP and died when you landed instead. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think again, a lot of these, like, clip pickings are always like, uh, oh, yeah, Flats is sharing the clip here. But, uh... A lot of these like clip pickings, I think they they attack the ne the ne the the nitty gritty instead of like what is the bigger sentiment, which is like this just shouldn't be a thing. Um, okay, well that's that's the discussion on like tanks, and that, you know we'll always be probably going on and on about the the state of tanks or supports or whoever it is that's currently a problem. Actually, one one big picture thing that I will ask you guys on that issue because I saw. Some, some takes being thrown around on Twitter and stuff. And, you know, I saw, like, ML saying, like, hey, we should maybe just reconsider what support means in Overwatch 2, considering you guys keep changing stuff around. And J3 on the other end of it was like, fuck supports. Like, they should just go back to doing what support should do. Healer. Just be a fucking healer again. So oh, not again. I, know, I think but... Jay's mostly trolling with that, by the way. But, like, also, like, slightly real. I feel like he doesn't mind going, like, extreme with it because he doesn't care if yeah. people, like, quote-unquote misrepresent him. He just likes throwing that shit out. Um, He's a troll. Yeah. But it is a it is a discussion worth having, which is that, like, where where philosophically should support land? Like, is it roughly correct where we are now? Just maybe over-tuned or whatever? Or, you know, other roles need buffs? Or do we need to have that conversation about supports being more healers, quote-unquote? I'll take it to Faria first. Oh, you're uh, muted. Muted. I am a creature of murder. I simply do not care <laughs> for for like Mercy or Life Weaver, like gameplay wise myself. I like playing Kiriko and doing the little shit thing of like running up a wall, sliding down a roof, and two tapping a support and TPing out. Like I love doing that. And so I'm not a good person to ask. <laughs> I think I would be devastated if they made supports just, you know, healers, and that's all they can do, because I think they are, I don't know, they're they're really dynamic and they're really fun, and it's like they have the most powerful abilities in the, in the freaking game. Um, but yeah, no, they're just better DPS right now. <laughs> Sam. 
Faria, I disagree with you. I think you're the perfect person to ask for it because really that yes, because you're completely right. Supports should be able to do all these things. Right. The problem with support is not that they can do these things. Like you never like this is what frustrates me so much about the Overwatch forums where they say Samino's just an, a support hater, blah blah blah. I love support. <laughs> like I played the role in pro play. I Ana's my favorite character in the game. And I play mostly DPS, right? You like and I think this is why a lot of people like to listen to like my theory videos and stuff because I genuinely am fair to all three of the roles. Taking away support's ability to do damage, what about a hero like Zenyatta? That's the exact kind of thing that made Overwatch a beautiful game. That's what made it win game mm -hmm. of the year was the diversity of the agency that Free had talked about in this. The only problem right now with why support is so strong is that it doesn't matter if they misuse their abilities just like every other hero in the game because they get healed for free after two seconds and they haven't walked it back once! They nerfed it by half a second! And you're gonna tell me that all oh, support should have the money? No! So DPS players, if you're complaining about supports being able to kill you, that is not the problem. The problem is the risk to reward for wick for what they get to do. That has always been the problem with every single problematic support for literally four to five years. So no, the issue is not that they get to do it. You want to make sure that all of the roles still maintains are so special. I hate Widowmaker, but I would never say that you need to remove her one shot. You have to nerf her indirectly because the number one thing that Overwatch cannot afford to do, and this is where I will say, I think Team 4 has done a good job, except for Genji. His hero fantasy has been destroyed, and it's criminal. <laughs> it's criminal that they're listing things like, yeah, we're not letting Lifeweaver get we're, we're letting his pedal now block all things like moira co lessons would go through it i was doing unranked gm moira i tried to call the life here i'm like why did that stop ram pummel went through it right like that's to me that's kind of like zarya beam and winston Beam going through dm like those minor interactions that allow you to like kind of counter pick something that's what makes the game so special and like having supports that can do that are fine it's just not fine when Kiriko can take that duel at no risk whatsoever, right? That's where the problem is. It's it's not fine when the supports never get punished or actually have a significant downside to misusing life grip, to misusing lamp, to misusing whatever, or their bap shift, right? Because they know that in the little times that they actually can just go out and poke and get an, a small advantage to set up the duel that they know is coming, that they won't, if they can take that for free because they're just going to heal, like, like, Aaron, I'm begging you, before you go through with this, just try it. One quick play hack. Do yourself the favor, please. Because this is why the supports get the hate. And, like, my highest peak in, in, DP, in Overwatch 2 is support, right? I, just, I played Brig, and it was, it, it, was, it was fun. They've got steady buffs. But just please, like, people, like, don't sit there and say support should only heal. That, like, what makes the role, what allows the role to have unique designs and diversity is the ability that it doesn't have to just be that, right? But the problem to it is not the designs, it's the risk to reward that they can get away with. And it stems from the underlying foundation that they have of that support passive. So giving that to everybody in the game, I don't think is better, but I, I think that you want to keep people like free up playing support because that special identity is what makes people log on every day. And it's what's made them log on for seven years. So never, never stop designing sports like that. Just look at the risk to reward and how much those abilities do and how corny they are. That's all it is. I got bingo. Sam turned as red as my lamp. Uh, my lamp. Oh, is that bingo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I completely what? agree. Yeah. Keep oh, can special. I go? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go, go, go. Okay, okay. Um, just really quickly. Oh my gosh. You hit on so many good points there. It's like, 
I do the same goddamn flanks as Kiriko as I have to do on Farah, on Sombra, on Tracer. It's all about the timing, it's about like drawing out the resources, sometimes doing it in cycles. Um, but it's so much riskier to do so on DPS. Like, you are putting your hand under a, a chopping block, under a little guillotine, every time you try to do these things as DPS, because the chances that you get healed are, like, lower, unless you're cute with somebody. You know, the, the <laughs> chance that you die doing so... It's fucked. <laughs> and That's a good line, I like that. Dude, like, you... <laughs> there are so many supports out there who just tunnel the tank, and it's like, bro, I'm right there. But... Yeah, like, you are actively putting yourself at risk, unless, uh, unlike Kiriko, which you just go in and you're everything, you're the, you're the whole army yourself. You are the healer, you are the ar artillery, you are, <laughs> you are the comms, like, everything. You know, yeah. go ahead, Lats. Sam said something very interesting there. And he talked about how that you shouldn't lose their ability to, like, you know, kill things and whatnot. Uh, and I think there's a great example of what we've done with that role in Overwatch 2. And, you know, I've always wondered why. I know why we did it, because it was funny. But, like, long term, it was so fucking dumb. One of the best metas that people look back on fondly was dive meta. Original dive meta. Your Winston Diva, Tracer Genji, Mercy Zen. Now, everyone, you know, the Mercy thing is, like, you know, debatable. There's a lot of stuff there. But do you remember how you played Dive? Now, let me explain. If you, you're new and you don't remember how you played Dive, this is how you played Dive. You walked up. You found the Zen. You go, Zen's over there. Three, two, one, go. And you dove the Zen. And your, the other team would do one of two things. Their tanks would counter-dive, which counter-dive meant turn around and dive your own Zen to save them. Or two, you went and killed their Zen. The Zens always almost fucking died. They were the first ones gone. But the good Zens discorded the Winston on the way in, Don't hit him with a shot or two, maybe three, while they had the orb on the tracer. And when they died, they took one or two with them, or their Zen died, and that was how the game was played. But in Overwatch 2, we gave them 225 HP and a kick that's better than Lucio's boop with no cooldown. So you took away the glass cannon part of the character and made him a fortress. That's just a good example of one of the many characters that we've had that happen to. And you said all life weaver with all of yes, them. Every yes. single bap shift burst heals over half health for targets under fifty percent. Yeah. Right. His, and like, and lamps, right. so you have effectively three health pools. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So like it makes them harder to kill. You it just enables them to do so many things. And that's where characters have lost their niche. And I would argue the tank role is actually kind of lost in some ways its niche as well, because now there's multiple characters that inhabit the same niche, but some of them are just better than others. For example, when Overwatch 2 originally came out, Reinhardt was fucking great, and Orisa was okay, and you could beat up on Orisa in the Reinhardt-Orisa duel. How do I know this? Because I, got, I was one of the people that pre-beta in the alpha they had me because like a lot of the pros are really busy they would have me play against all the Arisa players like they they like how they even brought like toaster back to figure out like they're like oh is this pretty good and like i would beat all the Arisa players in the reinhardt Arisa duel every time because i knew how to like she was still a wall at that point 
but I knew that I could outlast her by playing my cooldowns and playing my shield correctly. Now I just get bullied, right? Like, and that's not because wrestling players got better. That's because like the way the character is played now just bullies all the other brawl tanks. So you have multiple tanks that inhabit the brawl area that all get shut down by one character that's really boring and unintuitive to play. And then on the dive end, like you have supports that shut that whole thing down as well. So it's like, you know, if they like if you're playing Winston or Doomfist or Diva, if they just go like on a break, like you're or or break carry, you're just your fucking day is just over. Like it's now there's just nothing you do. So like you've lost your identity in tank a little bit, but support has every identity, right? Like there isn't like okay, you're playing Zen into Winston Tracer Genji. You're, you got to get off or you're just going to die on cooldown. Now you can make it work. Like, you could 100% make it work. And it's like, you know, when people argue, like, oh, the game should be about swapping and whatnot. The counter swap game is for the tank role. Why is it not for the support role? Why is the support role just get to play whatever the fuck it wants and wins most of the time, right? So, I don't know. Like, I, I always look back at that change and I remember everyone like, holy shit, this is funny. It's goofy. But remember, there was no ranked at the time. Like, we were all playing the game for fun because it was a beta. And, like, we look back at that and, like, everyone was like, yeah, that's fucking funny. It's cool. I like the Zen kick. Woo, it was good memes. I didn't say that, to be clear. I, I was screaming bloody murder. I was like, Smito's just yeah. screaming about supports again. I was like, watch what's going to happen. Just you wait. Yeah. That closet's <laughs> going to have a lot of dirty laundry in it one like, day. If you think about, like, even Ryan as a good example, you, like, I, if, you, if I go near a 225 HP Zen... I actually just get kicked away. Like, I, like, I'm not joking. Like, I literally get kicked away. Like, it's... And, and you, you know how, how much resources it took to get there? I only have time for three swings, which is enough to kill him. So if he kicks me away, I, I can't get three anymore. I get maybe two, and I'm dead. Like, if I'm lucky. You know what I mean? So... And that's that goes to other characters, too. That goes to Ball. That goes to Winston. That goes to D.Va. Doomfist, I don't think as much, but it can. Um, like... Yeah, it can be annoying to be right there, and he can knock yeah. you off on it. Yeah, like him. you know, like you're like like because you're like the punch. You know, obviously that's a little bit different, but like you know, it's just insane. And every every character's got that now. And Life Weaver, you said, is a good example. Why the fuck did you take away the small interactions to go through this platform? Why? What's the point? Less counterplay, less agency, and again, like I think. <sighs> It's, it's, it's a tough, really tough conversation to have because, again, Flats, that agency that you talked about where – I really like the word agency for you. That was, that was – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to credit you. I'm taking that from you. I watched um, too much game dev video essays and – Link me some of those. Link me some of those. I'm curious. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of GDQ talks. Interesting. I like that. Um, what was I going to say? What was I talking about, guys? Agency. Uh, agency. 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 That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, see, that kind of interaction is what I think makes Overwatch beautiful. And – I hate to hit the bingo card here, but a part of that, a part of that is 5v5 and what 5v5 roll lock has to do. And mm -hmm. I, might, I might be turning to Nateson here, guys. I think, and this is my hot take, the best format that 5v5 has to offer to maintain that agency is actually open queue and not roll queue. Because you don't have to do all those things to all those heroes. You don't have to have the tank be superhuman in an open queue in 5v5's format. So I think if Overwatch wants to hit its peak in this, in Overwatch 2 with 5v5, it has to be an open queue with some kind of preferred role queue. I'm not saying that we have to do that, but like I, I can't, 
I've been SPB, you've heard me try to think around it for for nine months, and I I can't because because there, there is no answer around it. But you can at least mitigate it by doing something that, specifically the roll pass. I think that's the way you can mitigate. It. But I think flats is is on the money there, especially like like those supports. And this is why, and it's so interesting because we talked about this, guys. We said that we felt like the support role was immune to counter swapping because at the worst you'd lose the game and it would still be pleasant, and that's because. The unique identity of these characters, their, their, their weaknesses, are not punishable. Whether it be from Zen Kick, or whether it be from the passive heal, or Ana never has to worry about nading herself, or rarely does, because it always goes to their tank, because she just gets bailed out. I, I really wonder if there's a way... I would love to see a quick play hacked with some of these changes before they, before they go on to the next the shopping spree. Right? I'm talk I don't know why I'm talking about clothes today. I, you know why it is, guys? <laughs> I realize I have two different socks on. Um, uh... I admit it. They're lo they're long socks. It's snowing. It's cold. I my feet are cold. All right, and I wanted to wear my flip flops. But as long as it's so not like it. a Tuesday sock and a Wednesday sock, we're okay. No, they look similar. They're just one has a different blue pattern on it. Okay, gotcha. Regardless. That's fine. That's fine. Um, that, that happens. Happens to the that's best. That's all I have. That's all I have to say. I'm gonna stop talking. I, before no, no. Before. I think I think it's you know I, I I've kind of let on let you and Flads go off there because I think they were great points that you guys were making. So while they weren't, you know, they weren't necessarily fully in in line with the the events of season eight and season nine i think they're relevant context to where we've how we've gotten to where we've gotten and why these frustrations exist uh freya do you have anything you want to add before we move on to the next topic i feel like we've i've covered most of the stuff i wanted okay. to say yep. yeah because what i was going to say to sam then is that you know hopefully I, mean, I don't realistically i don't see them now putting in the quick play hack i think they've announced it i know how these things go they've kind of put these things into motion yeah. So realistically, I think we're going to have these changes in Season 9. We're going to experience them for the first time in potentially a competitive environment. And then all hell will break loose and we'll see where the chips land. But one good thing is that they have shown the inclination to experiment. So I do hope they do experiment with some of these bigger pitch ideas. You know, like a, like a, an open queue quick play hacked. I would be interested because I do think one of the problems of discussing open queue at the moment is that it's it has the experimental problem, but even worse, right? What the dev said is like with experimental, you're opting into experimental, so it's a biased sample. The problem with open queue at the moment is that it's it's a doubly biased sample. It's like such a small section of people playing it. Nobody really treats it as like the the real mode. And, and it wasn't actually balanced either. It, they, right. they just kind of like lowered every every tank's health pool, so like the abilities, like Diva still has a four second DM. Like when when combining that with a tank with other tanks, like it's it's crazy. Even if she has less health, like you can only really play Echo and like Bap's the best hero in the game because he's just soldier that can AOE heal multiple times. So right, yeah, exactly. It, and so you would have to because it's not the proper mode. We're not really accounting for so many things and so many design issues. So and I understand it would be a lot of work for them potentially, but I do get, but I do see the appeal and I, I see this question not going away. So I do think they need to try and address some of these reasons why people keep going back to 6v6 for example right reason why samido's law exists is that there is something fundamental missing that people keep trying to gravitate towards and i do think Arush needs to try and hit that but that's where we have seen them announce a few ideas that they're messing around with so i want to uh quickly check these off the box so the one thing that i think is pretty it should be pretty uncontroversial but it's the pve team health bar that they said that they're looking into adding that so how do we feel about this? I feel like W change, the little health bar that comes up at the side. Just give it an option to toggle like ally health bars. Totally fine. Yeah. More UI options is always good. Yep. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I, th I think it's one of those that will not necessarily help 
the highest end of players. Like I think if you're at the top end, you already kind of know what's happening to your teammates. But Ooh. I think for the it'll for the definitely middle, help though. It'll oh, definitely know. help. I don't know what my teammates are thinking? Like support. Like if you're playing yes. tank, like if you don't know your supports are fighting someone in the back line like randomly, like very quickly. You know? Right. Sometimes you don't hear it because there's a lot going on. So it's exactly. good for awareness. Right. Or yeah, anyone like you see your tank's HP suddenly going down. Oh, they must be fighting. Or like again, your support's HP is going down. They must be fighting someone. But I think it'll well, doubly really. Thing. Go ahead. Go ahead for you. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Um, there's a little bit of a lag. Um, yeah, it'll also help with the accessibility front, right? People who are hard of hearing or who have shittier headphones and can't quite tell. It's good. Hundred percent. And I definitely think it'll help with the metal ranks where it's harder to, for people to track the kill feed, right? Like the kill feed, I think, is something that that you know better players take for granted. Like they just have a corner of their eye on it, and they're like, okay, I, I know two people are dead, so I'm not gonna ult this fight because it's over. Whereas seeing it in there is like you know, yeah. the skulls on the on the portraits. You're like, okay, everyone's dead. And, it's and just me. tunnel vision's a thing throughout all ranks. Like it, it was my biggest struggle when I first started playing. Like tunnel vision, like I had to sit down with my coaches for hours and be like, yo, like you gotta stop tunneling. Like you gotta start seeing the big picture. So that that's. I think it's a great, great addition. I agree. Uh, map voting. So this is something that Aaron Keller flagged up as a thing that they're thinking about. Is that should we allow people to vote maps? Again, I've seen I've seen arguments for and against. Some people feeling like, I mean, it's good. It's player agency and it helps. Other people feel like, oh well, should we really let people pick their maps? Like, isn't the skill of the game and in being good at everything and like if you're able to just like pick your maps and you're kind of yeah, cheating yeah. the game and and leaning into your own area so i'll go with sam sam you kind of seem to be itching on that one what am i willing to sacrifice to never see havana or circuit again <laughs> <laughs> same oh my that's God. the question it's like you know if i'm going to be intellectually honest i'm going to say no because that is a very valid point where it's like if you can pick your maps, you can kind of min-max the system. And like if say, especially like if you're a tank player in 5v5 and you're a Zarya player, uh, being able to skip Circuit and Havana is, is essential to you climbing. Don't want to ever play Circuit or Havana ever again. Because <laughs> can I say something? I'm going to say something. Sorry, Flats, real quick. Map, the map people in Overwatch generally are great. You guys promised to rework maps in 5v5. How is it? That Gibraltar got big changes before Havana third or second or any of Havana. You know what I'm saying? Like, not just one barrel. Give me a flank or something on the left side of Havana so we can get more comp variety. And then I'd be totally okay with it. I think, unfortunately, if I'm being honest with myself and prioritizing what I believe to be the truth over how I feel, probably don't do that because it definitely has gameplay implications. But I would, I personally would like it, but I'm going to sacrifice my personal feelings for that point because i can't yeah, i think both that. can exist though you can you? both give the player so? agency as well as make it not unanimous and all powerful if you make it so that it's a vote in the lobby like the players have been picked in you know nothing about them you haven't seen their names but it's like the the player is set and everybody puts in like a token of like i don't want to see this map i want i want to see this map however it works and there's a chance that it goes through yeah. <laughs> for you throwing the idea out I, I think so i yes that would mitigate it yes i'd have to think about it more because I, I think the I, the counter argument would be what people put against hero bands which is like oh, longer in the selection thing i don't want to spend longer in the in the menus yeah this is what people always know. bring up for I the band the saying flats how do you feel about 
the map voting? Um. Wow. Okay, this might sound out of the field, but like, who cares? Like at that point, like <laughs> Sam's point, like no, no, like no, like I, no, no, no. Who cares about like oh, like players could play certain? Ma- yeah. So what? Like so what if someone can like climb by playing mostly King's Row games? Like yeah. Because if that if the argument is that they climb by mostly playing King's Row games, then they're probably going to keep playing more King's Row games when they climbed up. You know what I mean? So. I understand the implications behind it, but at the same time, though, is it like the way I would envision it is like almost like old Call of Duty style where you have two maps to pick from or a third random mystery random map. map, right? Ooh. And it's like, I like that. That would fix it. That would fix that, it. That gives us like, okay, they get, we got two shit maps. Like, we got like, we got Havana and Circuit Royale. I do not care. We'll play the third, and then it's Dorado. And you're like, fuck! Like, you know, like you don't you don't want to play Dorado, but like you know, you you felt like you had some control. I feel like that's way better. And I, I, I maybe I'm you know maybe I'm being a little bit uh, harsh here, but I feel it's I feel like it's like a, almost elitist to be like, no, let the game always decide. It's like, you know, I, why why take away some fun from the players? Like, if you want to play certain maps or you like certain game modes more than others, I don't see if there's like a massive problem with it. I think there are. Doesn't CS allow you like there's people that play CS and they like only play one map like all the time like that's the only thing they play and it's like is that really the worst thing in the world you know and now obviously like there's an argument on the opposite side it's like what happens when you get a sim one trick and it's Junkertown right and it's like well if I have a sim one trick on my team they're probably going to vote for maps that are going to be beneficial to them right so you know you're going to have you're going to have the same thing either way I think like statistically it would balance out where if you have a really good widow player they're going to want to play junkertown havana or 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 circle royale but if you don't have a good widow player they're not going to be wanting to play that map so your team's going to be voting away from it so like i think there's both sides that like even the argument against it plays almost as a way to argue for it um obviously it depends on how they end up implementing it like i'm not saying like you should be able to literally just only play Li Zhang Tower over and over and over. Cause like obviously at that point, like if you're like really good at Symmetra, right? You could probably just fucking jack your rank up to the moon, you know? But then at the same time, though, you know, if they only ever play Li Zhang Tower, you know, then they're also playing against other people that are also really good at playing Li Zhang Tower. So it would kind of work out. Um but I, I'd rather have much more control over my destiny in the game than let the magic matchmaker do it. Can yeah, I add on to that? Yeah, you, go ahead, Simon. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You make your point. No, I was going to say that any decision with game development always comes with its pros and cons, right? I think people always discuss these things as like, it's unilaterally good or unilaterally bad, but it's like it they will provide some benefits and some negatives. So there are there is the possibility that like people can sort of game the system a little bit and gain maybe a little bit more rank than they otherwise would by by guiding their preferences in a direction. But I also think the ultimate the king that we want is that the player should have fun and they shouldn't feel miserable locking into any map and removing the the feeling of players being like, oh my fucking God, I don't want to play this map is like surely worse than like, you know, the situation that we've tried to alleviate elsewhere where we're like, oh, I hate being in a game that's losing and like, you know, I want to leave this quick play game, but now the game is punishing me. This is like that, but worse where it's like, if you load into Havana and it's like, I hate this map and I know it's going to be a widow diff because they have a widow and I don't like, I just don't want to play it. Taking that away. 
Right, or you know, or it could be something else. Because I know for some people, they're like, I love Havana. I'm a Widow player. Let me have Havana. But let's say it's a different map, right? Let's say you hate King's Row because you just hate the like brawly comps that get run there. You hate That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. You're allowed to like tailor your own playing experience to be a little bit more pleasant for you. And I think on the big picture, what it provides the devs is great statistics for what are the problematic maps, right? Because right now we we talk anecdotally about like. We think Havana's problematic. We think, you know, Circuit's problematic or whatever. Junker Town's problematic. But when you know that, like, wow, seems like 50% of our player base is banning Havana. Shit. Maybe we really need to rework that map because everyone fucking hates it. Right? It's like, that's like tangible data for the developers to know. It's more like, information, too, of, like, how the player feels about it, not just overall win rates. Exactly. You know Go ahead, Sam. I have deja vu. You made you you made a really good point too in there. It's like about like gaming the system and whatnot. And like maybe this is a bit of a hot take, but I feel like we've gone too hard against gaming the system. Like we we're so oh, fucking petrified of it that we've lost so much good stuff. And I think like we've we talked about this in the past with like the stacking stuff, right? Like playing with your friends. And like part of the reason it was originally taken away was because people would game the system. You'd VPN Australia at four a.m. and fucking farm rank one. But like who get, who's rank one right now? Does anyone know? Who's rank one at this exact moment? Does anyone know? Is it actually Yeah, but nobody cared. But you're you're right. Nobody cares. Like you're right. It's it's lost. It's lost its luster. And like the rank system is designed to play less games. Like I hold pretty high top 500 every season, playing bare minimum. Like that's it. Like the the system is designed to play less ranks. Like if you play more games, you actually fall than playing less games. So the rank system's already designed. To not play that often, right? Like it's designed basically that if you're already high MMR, you just play your 50 wins and then you're boom, you're fucking stacked up somewhere. But if you play more games, you're going to fall down, right? So we already have a rank system currently. Obviously, it's going to be changed, right? Like like we know that that's coming. But the current system already makes it so like you're incentivized to not play that much. That's why we have alt accounts running around all over the place. If you look after the first two weeks or three weeks of the season, everyone's talking about like people slurring in their games, people throwing, like, the fucking goes up through the moon. Like, everyone's be- everyone's completed their battle pass, and they're, they're done with their games with ranked for the season, so they're on alt accounts. Like, what? Like, nobody talks, everyone's out of voice. Like, we're, we're already there. And, like, we created this problem by doing shit like this, where we're so terrified of, oh my god, like, those, those guys are gonna five-stack Australia at four in the morning and get rank one. Go ahead, fucking have fun, it dude. It was fun. But, like, it was we fun. lost, we lost good things by doing all of those and like I, I think that this is a great example with the the map stuff. It's like you like we were saying, it gets good data. Like if nobody wants to play, like what's a map that everyone universally probably hates is either like Circuit Royale, Dorado. I'd throw in there. I, like um, I feel like it's Havana. Um, I feel like Havana. I, I get to play Havana because you're saying the Widow players was like Havana on par. Like everyone's gonna like a map or maybe like Coliseo. Parisu. Does anyone like Parisu? No, no, I don't. Parisu might be the one actually, low key. Um, the point is that like nobody wants to fucking play those maps, and so you give power to the players, and like it feels better, but like we don't want to give it there because like oh someone might someone might abuse the system. It's like. That's the same reason why we don't have a streamer mode at this point, because people didn't want to give a streamer mode because like, oh, what if someone talks shit anonymously and like you're not going to be able to know who? Yeah, but like the, the benefits of streamer down. mode way outweigh that potential downside. And like there's ways around the downside. Like, oh, man, guys. Don't so let... I, you know, go ahead. No, no I'm, I'm pretty much done. It's just to, I, I get worried about something. Like to add on to this, this is this is where 
I think game design gets very fun because I'm, I, to quote Jeff Kaplan, and I, I, I liked this take a lot. As he said, it's art and science. I'm a very science guy. I'm not, I'm not very good with art. I got to be in art class where all you had to do was show up to get an A. I'm not even kidding. Um, shout out Mr. Behrman. We had a great time, but I definitely did not deserve an A. Uh, if you saw my self-portrait, you would agree. It's terrible. Um, but, you know, it's... And this is where I kind of agree with you, Flats, in that I feel like that special element is kind of gone. And you know what? You want to you cue... 6 th th 3 a.m. and 6 stack and you want you want to know what used to happen to the guys that used to do that right do that two hour queues two hour queues oh no we'd wait for them you guys want to stack goats all right fine <laughs> i we set our alarms 1 30 in the morning and we knew when they were going to get on you the irs stack Kaluj, bustio all those guys they would wait for them and then they would just snipe them all night that was fun that was a part of the fun of the game and made ladder magical right so I kind of agree with you guys. I'm down for the map vote. I, 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 think, I, I think I'm okay with it in, in, in that sense. And then to answer more of your question about things like streamer mode, I agree. I think, I think launch Overwatch used to have a ton of those little special things that, yeah, sure, they could get abused, but you know what? People liked them either way. I, I, I even disagree with some people being like, You're the, these people are min-maxing the ladder. Yes, like, oh yes, like, yes, like min-max, like avoiding players is min-maxing ladder. So where is it okay and where is it not, right? And like, and you know what? You you want to know why the top level GM one players are queuing with GM two, GM three alts? Because the queue times are miserable. I queued into like three or four contenders players running low GM lobbies on alts, and I and I'm telling my chat, I'm like, yeah, they, like you can because you can tell, right? When they're when they're a contenders player, you're an out player, you're playing against them, you can see the stuff they're doing. At least, at least I can. Oh, yeah. I, I think most people can't. Oh, yeah. you can you can tell when it's like a real player, right? And it's like, and I just typed them. I was like, guys, get on your mains, and they're like, God, my queues are an hour and a half, and I believe yeah. it. Because there's no incentive for the high. Like, I can't even play on my main because I'll sit in queue for eight minutes. Play there's no reason lobby, to even play on your smoked. main. smoked. There's no reason to. Right? So uh, that's why I'm glad for the new system. And I think that this kind of that, those kind of things are what made this game special. And it gave it, again, the, the agency, the identity. The lines have all been blurred. Right? And I think ML made a tweet about this, about Junker Queen applying anti, which I did disagree with. I think Queen's, like, anti is fine on her ult. But he basically said, like, you know, hey, like, you know, supports used to have this unique identity. And my argument to that would be, well, now support has an identity of everything in the game. So you guys still gained a lot. You got to be a tank and a DPS and a support. So I, I think it's fine. But generally speaking, I think that those special things are part of the art aspect. And I admit that's kind of my shortcoming when it comes to this stuff. So I, I, I'll defer to you all on this one. But I, I'm willing to put aside the... That that's a little too much. Put the push the glasses up. Well, actually, you this this this. No, let's have some Nerds. fun. With it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So have some have some fun with it. I, I I'm all for it. Free. I'm gonna take it to you. Is you know maybe someone like me who doesn't perma occupy top 500 spots. I hope that's not an insult. I think you 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 just no. have not grinded for it recently. How how do you feel about what's being said here and and sort of just the general ideas being exchanged? I just. I think it's such a slippery slope to be like, oh, you can't game the system. Because sometimes, for me, I'm just like, you bitch, you counter-swapped me after losing one fight. <laughs> and is that gaming the system? Is it gaming the yeah. system to one trick? Because I think that the game is infinitely easier when you get to see it from the perspective of one hero and, like, a lot. Right? Like, the game gets easier and rewards you for doing so, which is, like... 
in direct contrast to how upset people get at one tricks. It's like, it's disproportionate. And it's like, that. that is a really, really slippery slope. And it's like, okay, if, if you're good at knowing your weaknesses and spotting them out, say you are that Symmetra player and you understand that Li Zhang is a, like, a naturally good pick for you because you can occupy space in a way that you can't on, say, like, um, Nepal or, like, whatever, Antarctica. Good for you, right? And, and if it is a balance of... Oh yes, it's a percentage role that every single player gets to contribute to, and it's not just like, oh, your your vote is everything. I think that'll be really, really good. Like, there's a 10% chance that your contribution is the thing that makes it so you don't have to play Havana. And it's like, if I see Havana 10% less for it, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I think... Um... I think with top 500 as well, as someone who largely sits on the outside looking in, I've also been able to rather shamelessly just sit, like camp like a top 100 spot by just like grinding 50 games at the start of the season. And I haven't touched that account and I'm just, I've just left it there. And I feel, I feel cheap about it, but I'm also like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm you're holding it. Not worth yeah, it. That's how you're supposed it. to play. That is yeah. correct. And it's just like, you for that. But so so but someone is that kind of understands both perspectives of it. I do think when it comes to top 500, because this is definitely like a one percent problem. But I think as SK's video really uh, eloquently stated it, it's like that is supposed to be the goal. If you lose the the allure of top 500, then like everything else cascades and falls. If you never want to grind, the you everyone should want to get there, right? Even if you feel right now your skills aren't there, everyone should feel like I want to get good enough to be in these lobbies that these guys are talking about. I feel like for top 500, you need to create that like almost familiar experience for everyone, right? Like I think what you guys always lament whenever I hear you guys talk about these is always like that feeling of like, we're all kind of playing a game within a game, right? We're all kind of like, oh, I know that guy. I want to fucking, I, I want to beat that guy. Oh, that's my friend. That's my buddy. We've played a couple times before. And like you want to create this feeling where it's like everybody's in an ecosystem together because it's a small community by nature of 500 players. Or let's say there's like, 10,000 players who bounce between top 100, let's say. If I don't know what the number is, right? That's still a very small community within the millions that play Overwatch. So you kind of want them to feel like we do know each other vaguely. We we go, like, you know, it's like if you... Sam, I'm going to channel my inner Samito. If you're, if you're going to a basketball, you know, pick up basketball game in the, in the you know, the courts or the park or whatever, you want to hop in and yeah. you go to the same place every week, you want to know the guys. You're like, yo, it's that guy. Yeah, let's play. Okay, I know. I know what we're going to no, do. I'm crossing you up, buddy. You're going to have right. a tough day. We're, you're you're going to need an ice pack and an ambulance for those Exactly. Ankles, I'm, I'm you yes, you want to know like all it. these things. But, like, imagine if everyone turned up with, like, balaclavas, right? Like, everyone's, just, like, wearing a mask and you have no idea who the fuck they are. And it's like, <laughs> it's like I don't know what's There's going no on. That. Yeah, it's like, what's the fun of this? Like, you know, like, so you... <laughs> You want the feeling that like it's it's a community within a community and you want to feel like you're a part of it and there's like an extra allure to that. And I feel like that's what they need to try and recapture because what they've really done, and not it's not deliberate by any means. It's not that they did this on purpose, but what's happened via various changes that, that that's completely slipped away. And as you guys said, like, I don't want to play, like, and there's the streamer element to this, right? Because so many of the tough hunters are streamer, streamers. I never want to play on my main account. I hate playing on my main account yes, just because of like what happens when you're playing on your main account, right? All of us know this. Started. All of us know this by experience, what happens when you're, you're like, you know, a micro celebrity who's playing on their main account. Teabags, every fight. Then you see the, then you see the clips in your chat. They're like, lol, I got him. And this is like, bro, it just, I just, they're typing, they're typing L to you. They're typing L to you. I'm like, guys, hop in comp. Oh, wait, you'll never get in my game. 
right? So it's just like there's so many of these factors that make it so that, that 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 like familiar element of like, all right, I'm here is just like totally stripped away. So I think for the top 500 ladder, that's something the dev should investigate is like creating this feeling of community. You know how you bring that back? Go ahead. Stacking. This you didn't even let me give my rant. I knew, I knew, I, we've been on the, how many hours that we spent in calls, Sam. I know what you're thinking. Um, that's another one for the bingo card. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an option, right? That's a solution. I, I think that isn't coming back. I know they're really easing the restrictions. So kudos to them. They're really easing the restrictions for stacking in next season. That's something we haven't mentioned. Yeah. But I don't think that applies to GM. Am I, is anyone sure on this one? I think no, they, they the ultimate. Correct? They alluded to... Like, it's not going to be everyone. So I would assume, like, probably the new rank slash top 500 is probably going to be, like, you know, maybe GM because it's no longer the top rank. Maybe. But uh, we don't actually know anything yet now. You know what? I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to say it, SVB. I have a take on this. Uh-oh. Blizzard. Uh -oh. This actually is not a shot at Blizzard, by the way. This is a shot at the, the pro players. Who are going to complain? Pro oh. players and Blizzard, Blizzard, rip off the band aid. You guys want to do big things? Do big things. Rip off the band aid here. Say, screw it. You know what? These guys want a five stack to, to top 10. If you pro players are so good that you guys all say you are, right? Then it shouldn't be that hard for you all to get on and beat them. It's rich coming from Overwatch League players. And I've seen my buddies with this take that you guys are so damn scared. Little crybabies about running into a stack. If you're as good as you say you are, you're worried about pros and dripping the ladder, then go beat them. When did you all become so soft? Never in voice chat, scared to get out there and try to win. Freaking, you know what? Step up. If you guys are that scared of stacking, any, and anybody who says that, you're a coward. And I'll spell it out for you. We're probably too dumb to spell it. So you know what? I'm not even going to say it. Bring it back. Rip off the freaking Band-Aid. And if you're so upset about people stacking to go get top of the ladder to make people want to care about it and want to get out there again, then God damn it, go beat them. Go well, beat them then if it's that tough. All right? I'm sick of this. These pro players soft. We weren't soft back in my day. You know what we'd do? We'd, we'd snipe you at 1 a.m. That's what we used to do. You guys are complacent and you're soft. Get in the game. Get in the stack and try to freaking win. That's all I have to say about that one. Come on, man. Sam, I don't oh, think there's you, nobody I don't... in voice chat anymore. Yeah, I wonder why. There's no reason. Oh, no, don't do stacking. That's going to break the ladder. Shut up. What do you want? Well, this is where I agree with Aaron. Come on. I, have I, mean, I, I kind of heard something a little different about the voice thing. Which thing? Which thing? I just want to, I just want to gaslight that. That was all I mean, I heard, you know, it was, People couldn't learn to shut their mouths in ranked games, so they just started telling them to stay out of voice so you don't get in trouble. Oh, yeah, I believe that, too, for sure. Oh, that's 110% true. But you know how you avoid that? At least letting, at least let, I'll tell you what, give, the, give Hawk, Gator, and Sugarfree the agency to carry a game by themselves in their stack, and that, I hope it diminishes, but you know what, at top 500, it's, it's kind of the nature of competitiveness, and as I think the main thing is just don't let people, there's no reason to be slurring, there's no reason to be doing any of that, and I think, art and science, right? I think there's a, definitely a middle ground there, and I think if you have more people playing on their mains, stacking together i think that's the big thing that you need to get happen at, at top 100 that kind of goes away and it's always the weird eu hit scam players on adderall anyway so you know. <laughs> am i wrong i, I know svb's seen them i know it's, oh it's, I, it's, bro it's, that's all i see it's, that's it's all i see <laughs> it's, it's 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 really funny just a quick side note how in na compared to eu like EU, like, people are, like, nationalist about players. I've never seen anything like it, where, like, people are, like, 
the Greeks are like, if there's a French player on my team, I'm throwing. <laughs> bro, and then that's it's like, Europe. That's it's all of crazy. Europe. It's, it's all of I, Europe. I was like, over there with my teammates all the time. I'm like, what are you all talking about? Like, play the game. It's like, no, I have Nico. He, I, he's the French. Throw the French. It's like a move. I'm like, what are you, you all doing? You guys don't even know. You guys don't even know. Because, like, you, you, you know, you have your problems, but you live relatively harmoniously in the U.S. service. <laughs> it's like, relative, you're relatively brother, brother. You don't barely even know when it's different. In Europe, it's just like, you're just, you could be halfway through a game and all of a sudden be like, shut the fuck up, Frenchie. It's like, oh, <laughs> Oh, you fucking scandal, bitch! Shut the hell up! I ain't doing shit with you. And it's just like everybody comes in for all kinds of random nationality wars come through in the middle of your game, and you're like, guys, the uh, Pelo fucking with C9 in right it's now. It's just, just out of nowhere. Up. It's out of nowhere. Like, there's no reason for it. Somebody's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, my honor didn't heal me. Fuck it. I'm going nuclear on this lobby, and then they'll start. Well, they'll they'll just stop. they'll draw like the cor the correlation's hilarious. So they'll just be like, my honor didn't heal me. What the fuck's the problem, you German bitch? And it's like, bro, yeah, why? Yeah. Like, he's you don't even know he is German, but then they'll speak up and they'll be like, yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't heal you on purpose, yeah. It's like, <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, so in between all of that, Gavin came in and so did Megan to say that the stacking isn't coming in next season, by the way. So the stacking changes oh, are not for, they're not for next season, they're for the season after, I think. Korea, did you have anything you wanted to say? Oh my god, I have the perfect segue for y'all. Yes, please. I was just letting you guys get that out. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I feel like you've been holding that in, holding that back for a long time. Are you okay? I mean, I just, I just, well, I just never get to talk about the insularity of EU experiences because we're always talking about NA <laughs> shit over here. You guys don't even know the kind of cookery that goes on in the fucking EU. I do, though. Man. I do. I used to keep you all, especially like, I mean, my, I mean, I was, as we imagine a team with me and Awkward on it. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. That was a good time. Q and EU all the time. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, go ahead for you. Um, I have the perfect segue into all the ranked discussions because here's the thing. I have a really hot take. I think that the changes they're making, all good. Change is always good. You know, it teaches us stuff, even if it's uh, a failure, even if it comes with caveats that you need to, to further iterate on. Change is always good. Um, I think that the ranked changes are not going to be enough, at least for me to even want to touch ranked. There is that shiny golden carrot dangled on a fishing line in front of me. The proverbial golden carrot. Um, and and I, I have this temptation to like, oh, let's go for the new rank, you know, let's grind for this shit. But also I think that the crux of the issues around Overwatch's ranked system is that it fails to recognize Overwatch as a social game. Um, I think that everybody who stepped away from ranked, everybody who does not talk and communicate in ranked, um, yeah, you have the, the side of the pro players who are literally um, have their mouths cage shut so that they don't get in trouble. But like, also, I think that the biggest issue is that people have learned to stop talking because they have learned habitually um, that it results in shitty things happening. Right? So people just don't try. And, like, I can think of so many days where I've gone completely even, you know, 12 and 12, 14 and 14. Overall, uh, a, not a, let, a net gain or a net loss, but the day feels like a goddamn net loss. And I feel like I want to quit. I feel like I want to forsake and, and just, like, quit, leave everything that I've gained and learned from this community, this game. Because throughout this day of gaming, there was someone who was awful in voice chat. Who some someone who had an awful day of games, an awful week, an awful month, and is shifting it onto the next person. I feel like Overwatch is a social game, and there aren't enough barriers to um, 
curb toxic uh, toxicity and there aren't enough things that incentivize good behavior you know like if there were to be more things tied to your endorsement system such as such as a shadow karma system that the more you talk in games the more you get other people who talk in games how sick would that be or like if you are someone who regularly drops slurs you know you get put with other people who also how are they not bad if they're doing that too by the way these people yeah there aren't they aren't i i have very cynical takes about why that might be but the the reason is probably just slip through the cracks honestly it's like bigger chicken to fry but I don't know. Um, I, I think that that would be so cool, right? If you have an actively higher endorsement level and you're actively talking, you are rewarded by having more of the experience that you curate for others. And then that could also bleed into systems like like guilds, you know, or, or social systems implemented in the game like um, Prefer Player or, you know, you could think of so many things that allow for that curated competitive experience of running into people you know, running into friends, uh, having that running storyline. I think that could be really great. Yeah, this always reminds hey, me of people always asking for a group find. Uh, that, that, yeah. That's the feature they miss. Like, oh, I remember the you know the group find. Why can't I? But have group find has has so many flaws to it, though. It's like you get in a group, you lose one game, and it's like, oh yeah, done. Fuck you all. <laughs> you win three games in a row. Everyone's happy. The minute you lose the one game, people just boom bounce. But flat, mm. you you were saying something. Um, no, that was that was actually pretty good. I I actually liked a lot of that. Um, but it, you know, it made me slightly nostalgic of Overwatch One the last year um because like obviously it's the shitter like there was just it was the same survivalist people that have just been around but like a lot of those games like you saw the same people every day you knew who they were yeah there was some shitters like you just like oh fuck but like most of the time like you're like oh i know this person this person's good and this person's not that good but they talk a lot so that's kind of nice um but now you don't see any of them you know like you never I like I I very rarely bump into someone from Overwatch One, and they they still talk. Like they, I don't know if they normally talk in their normal games, but if I bump into someone that I recognize from Overwatch One, and I say something to them, they always respond. But like nobody ever talks in Overwatch Two games, and it's like it's why I don't play ranked unless I'm at least duoed. And it's like I'm not scared of playing solo queue. I can fucking play if I like if I got into the mindset like okay, I want to like hard grind and just start like popping off again and just like you know farming games. I could hundred percent do it. I'm not. In any way, like, I'm very confident I could. But I'm so fucking bored half the time. Like, you know, sitting there not saying a word, just getting anti on cooldown, <laughs> go behind the corner, pop back out, Discord, go back, pop out. Oh, I got headshot. I got to go back for a sec. Like, it's just, I, it's just so, it's just so fucking boring. It's like you make a good point, but like the, the social aspect of the game is 100% gone. Um, and I would argue actually on the opposite end of that. Uh, that, like, one, I think that the report system is much better nowadays than it used to be. I still think there's a lot to improve upon. Um, but I also think that, you know, like, there's a lot of people that just, like, they, they don't talk at all, and it's, like, whether because they're afraid that they're going to get reported, even though they're not actually doing anything wrong, because, like, they just read online, like, oh, like, I got reported for saying yippee. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that yesterday. I like, saw I that. Still, I still don't, I don't, I'm not buying that one, because that guy was in my chat, and he, like, showed, like, his stuff, but, like, it was so so zoomed in on everything and i was like why like why does it look so let unnatural the big picture. let me see the big picture yeah yeah so like <laughs> the it, guy probably said kill yourself Yippee. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so i'll like, only take the second one yeah so like you know there's 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 a lot of things i guess you could say 
And I mean, even like, you know, the ping system, which was a great addition, you know, people probably don't feel like they have to talk as much because they can just ping stuff, right? And, you know, there's also not really as much teamwork needed. Let's be honest. Um, in Overwatch 1, you needed, if you had, if you played tank, you played a tank duo. Like, you didn't really, pl- you tried to not play like, uh, fuck, like Hog Zarya, except for that one meta, right? Like, you know, like, Hog Zarya was just not really that good, obviously, other than that one meta. So, like, you, you kind of had to, like, kind of figure it out with the other guy like hey what are you what are you playing right and so that was a whole other aspect because your tanks would have to figure out what they're gonna play and then your supports would base off what your tanks are playing right like they're like oh hey you guys got to figure it out because like we got to figure it off you so there was like a little bit of communication that was like kind of forced but now you know you can kind of just play whatever like supports can play whatever most of the time like yeah there's metas and things that work but much better but like the only time i felt recently like i will lose a game unless I have these supports, was MAGA meta, like with Anakiri, right? Like if I didn't have Anakiri versus Anakiri, like I felt like I was going to lose, right? It was the only time ever I've been like, hey guys, like can can we get an Ana or a Kiri here? Like I've, I never ask people for anything in Overwatch 2, but like that was the one time I was like, I need it. Um, and so, yeah, like I think you're kind of nailing it. Like there's not real, really a reason to half of the time talk to your teammates. And there's also that reverse aspect of, well, if I make a call out in this game, and someone's been having a shitty day and they just fucking take it out on me. It's like, well, okay, dude, like I should have just not said anything at all. So people have like learned their lesson, quote unquote, so they just don't talk, you know? And hell, I've I mean I talked to Emong about it a lot, because Emong obviously like guy's a fucking grinder. And like he's he's told me I can't even tell you how many times where he goes an entire day playing 20 games of ranked, and not a single person has spoken to him through any of the games. Like, not a single person, not once, for a whole day. And it's like, that's absurd. But everyone's typing at each other. Everyone types, you know what I mean? Everyone's mad at each other typing in all chat, but but no one says a word. It's very weird. And I don't know how to fix that. I don't know if it can be fixed, but it's... I think Sam has talked about this in the past. A lot of that social aspect was lost with the, the stacks being gone and, and, like, the way the game has developed over time. And, like, you just kind of... We catered so much to solo queue players that that's the new meta. So, for you, you were trying to say something. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's like the veil of anonymity. It's this like invisible, meaningless armor that makes people feel like they can speak their mind, and simultaneously not put their hand on the chopping block. Right. It's it's what it is. It's like trying to have their cake and eat it too, of like reaming someone else out, but not putting their own like vulnerability out there. Yeah, I think I think as well. It, it, it's it's like a it's a layer that stacks on each other, right? Again, if we look from the top down, if we start like let's say top top five hundred or whatever, right? When everyone's playing on, alt, we've discussed why everyone wants to play on alt accounts, right? Because of the whole campier spot, and you know the queue times. Yeah, so you, yeah. so you're already playing on alt accounts. Already like that anonymity that Faria is talking about comes into factor where you're like people start saying shit. You know, like so Flads was talking about a lot of the pro players they just couldn't control their mouths, so so they were just told to get out of voice chat but that's accountability was what they're trying to dodge right they're trying to dodge like what really they're dodging is like someone being like you know what you're saying is just bad you know like you shouldn't say it not the like just don't just be out of voice chat and say it to yourself or to like you know to your stream or whatever just don't say it but that accountability is gone so like that's across the spectrum for everyone if you're like everyone's on alts because if the thing is, if you kind of roughly create this environment we were talking about earlier, where everyone roughly knows each other, like Flats is getting into game with Sam, and you're both on your mains, and oh, there's a third guy there that you know, 
if that fourth and fifth guy are now dropping horrendous shit, if they're saying awful shit, you guys are gonna be like, whoa, dude, like, you're fucking out of line. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I Chill already out. do. Right? <laughs> so that's accountability. That's how you create accountability, both by the account and the, be able to, the ability to report it, but also the ability to be like, I know these other people, so I'm not, af- I'm not afraid to talk because I know these guys aren't going to be mean to me. But similarly, I know that these guys are going to create a safer environment for me to speak, right? It's like for, for people who are often scared to participate in, in voice and match chat, it's not just that you're afraid that one guy will, will say something to you. So you're afraid that it's like the environment itself is unsafe, right? That like, I can't be open here because like people will gang up on me. People will like, or no one will defend me and this one guy will go at me. But again, if you're like, no, 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 I know, I know some of these guys they'll chime in. If something goes on, they'll they'll chime in or they'll, they'll be nice to me as well. So you feel safer and it's like an escalation, right? It's like when you feel a little bit safer because you know one guy. Like how many times do you get in a game and you're like, oh, I remember this guy from the last game. Hey, guy. And you're like, that guy's like, hey, we had a good game, didn't we? Nice, nice. You create that bond and now you feel comfortable. So you start stripping each of these bonds away and all of a sudden now you've got an environment where everyone's on alt accounts, everyone's scared of everyone else, everyone's not sure what the other person's going to react to. And you're kind of like, the chance that someone on an, is like, you know, anonymously going to start slurring me is like 50-50 at this point. So I, I'm not even going to bother, right? And again, going back to the streamer mode as well, obviously we experience it as streamers where it's like, you know that like, if you have a certain voice, like you speak, people are going to be like, oh, is that that guy? So, Every game. Or forget right? a name. Like right. Certain names. Yeah, exactly. Certain names that they know your account. So it's like all these factors play in to creating a system where players don't feel like comfortable basically to to call out because they know that like what's the point so i feel like you have to start again and that's that's start at the top and create a system where like people feel more familiar and again the more incentive you have for people to be on their mains the less they can get away with just like i'm on an alt account i don't give a shit i'm gonna say whatever i'm gonna talk my shit so you've got to create that system in that environment it's not something that's like an easy solution because it, we're talking a, like a cultural phenomenon this isn't just like uh it's not so easy to just right it's this is the art as sam's going on to his previous point right this isn't just a simple like if we push this button the players will all be nice to each other no it's like a you have to create a culture within your game where people feel like yeah no i think the, the fundamental experience that a player should have is when they lock into a game on par when i talk will i be received well or received poorly and it should be that the players like i think it's going to be fine but myself, I, I don't participate in voice chat most of the time because most of the time I feel like it's going to go badly. Most of the time that I speak, I, it's going to be badly. I want you to badly. think about it. Have you made more friends in Overwatch 1 or Overwatch 2? I know it's hard to compare because the lifetimes have been different, but more friends in Overwatch 1 or Overwatch 2? Per time cap, we'll say the first year and a half of the game. We'll say, like, we'll say, did you make as many friends yeah. in the first year and a half of Overwatch 1 or Overwatch 2? Overwatch 1, without a doubt. It's not even By close. far, a landslide for me too. <laughs> this would predicate that I have made any friends in Overwatch too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there have been a couple memes, you know. I like. There's yeah. been some like I'll see somebody, I'll see a Junkrat one trick like Sophie on their team, and I'll be like, all right, Sophie, lock in. Right, I'm triple mind tiring this game too. So, stuff like that. But I, I think without a doubt, Overwatch one without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt. And I think I probably played. With more people in a rush too, but that's because of like quick play and whatnot, where it's like there's less social mm-hmm. pressure. Where it's like, okay, like especially being like a, or at least formally being like a super competitive player, like there's almost that social pressure of like, oh maybe I'm not like good enough to play with them. You know what I mean? And like there's people I, I play with that are like masters a lot of time, right? 
And that's okay. Like I have a really good time playing with them. But like if we were playing ranked, like one, we might not even be able to queue. But second, there might be like that that pressure of like, oh my god, like I really need to perform here because I'm playing, you know, with with so and so. And it's like they like and they're gonna want me to perform really, really well, you know? Um, but Overwatch 2 has been nice because a little bit less press on the gas on that point. Um, but that's obviously really niche. Go ahead, Freya. What, what was your kind what, of you leading with this? What do you guys what do you guys like to run into? Like, um, what is your ideal teammate? Because for me, it's someone who's like silly goofy, but also cares enough to try. You know? It's it's like straddling that line. And yeah. the, the the trouble is like, okay, well, if the goal is to get more people talking and to incentivize that with endor uh, endorsement rewards and also like this hidden queue system, how do you how do you figure out how to lump in the players who don't talk as much or use VC as much? It's like, what if you find a ratio for like how often someone types GG or something nice even after a lost game? It's like there are little sneaky metrics you could maybe look into to kind of clue you into, okay, how do we lump people? And I don't know, it's just like an exploration of these social systems that really don't exist in Overwatch right now, aside from avoid a player, right? It's like, <laughs> the only way that you can really interact with other people right now in this game is either stacking with them, and even that's limited right now, or it's literally saying, I don't want this shitter on my team. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. All true points, all things for the devs to consider, and I think they should consider Again, I know they've got a lot going on, but this is like top tier importance is making sure your players are are feeling happy and, and comfortable in the lobbies that they're in. Also, I think everyone in Overwatch should type GG like, at the end of a game. I always, no matter within or loss, I type GGWP because that's just fucking etiquette, guys. Gamer etiquette. This is the boomer SEV coming out. Gamer uh, etiquette. You type GG after you the end of the game, no matter what, unless some guy was slurring in chat and then you're like, fuck that guy or sorry for your lever, but you type GG, guys. I only type GG if I win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> GG if you win. Dude, I'll tell you what. Kefri was a machine with his GRs in chat. I've never seen anything like it. Still a meme to this day. Get the GR after the round. Or, did you, okay, guys, this is crazy. Did you guys know? You know how all the Mercy players type like GG heart and it's like an emote heart? If you press Alt 3 on your numpad, that's how you do it. I did not know that for 10 years. Did y'all, like, am I, oh, am I the crazy shit. one? I got taught. No, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, shit, so, okay, right. so it's not just me. Thank no, God. No. I've been getting gaslit for it, weeks. I, I've, I, I've used it a couple times. I've used it. I still times. think less than three is just better. Less than three. Oh, I'm Especially so when the TTS. Take take. Oh, this is great. Thank you for that, Flats. You've given <laughs> me some, Flats, you gave me an, I had another epiphany earlier, and you're going to figure out what it was about my tank video off something that you said. But oh. also, I'm gonna look the camera in the eye and say that the 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 bracket three is better than the heart, and you can be mad about it if you want. To. I'm I'm on board with that one. I'm on board with I that just, one. I just tried it and it didn't work, and it gave me the Windows error message. So everyone listening to this podcast right now will have heard the like boom like of the Windows. So like, I apologize if you're listening to this later in the future. That was me. That wasn't you. There's nothing going wrong with your Windows. You're all good. That was flats. We got them. God, was, yeah. That was a better outcome. It, than imagine I if you were right like, alt, if you try alt F four SVB, it'll be uh, your your you heart delete will come system out. System thirty two SVB, it would go it would go under wonderfully. De okay. Don't actually do that. Don't actually do that. People never delete. No, don't do it. guys. Chill, chill, chill. No alt F fours, please. Stay, stay locked in. Uh, any other thoughts on this idea of like social changes or you know systemic changes that you guys feel are important that you want to bring up, Freya? I was just thinking how cute it would be if you could like 
assign a tag on a player. You know, like after you, after you like um, you buy something on Uber Eats, and there's like things you could write like, oh yeah, tasty or like good good packaging. You know, imagine if you could do that for the people you run into in your game, right? Like, um, not necessarily an endorsement system, but like, yeah, this is not gonna go well. Not gonna go well. Knob, not every British version, knob just like right in there. I dread to see what Unsalted Salt's game would look like. I think he would wear it like a like a badge of honor, dude. Exactly. He would wear it like a badge. You know, like it's like you know, like uh, back in the this is really dating myself now, but back in like the old days of social media, you could like put like your top five friends or something on like your Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'd be like top five comments, and all salt. It's also would all just be like cunt, just like <laughs> yeah. all in the, right at the top. He just cunt, like put cunt, it right cunt, there. He'd cunt, be like cunt. absolute raging dickhead. All right on hog though, or something like that. Just be like right. Oh up there. god. I mean that kind no, of. That'd exists. be amazing. That'd be amazing. Though, right? and, uh, salt and decky would be rank one for sure, without a doubt in my mind. That'd be priceless. Honestly, Dude. I'm about it. Let's do it. I'm about it. You block people. It technically is like the same thing. I don't know if you've ever gotten into a game. It's like. Wait, why do I have this guy blocked? That's not good. <laughs> That's not a good sign. That's like my personal tag. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes. Seriously. Yes. It's always. Or it's, like, or it's like a. It's like a message you can leave for future players. Like I'm very Elden Ring pilled right now, so it's like. You That's what I was it. thinking of, like a choice between words, and then you could just see what the community does with them. It could be hilarious. It's just like you know, if someone's just like pray to God, it's like their notes to the other guy. You're like, oh God, this is not. This is not going to be good. This can't be good. Okay. Uh, it's never happening. Yeah, this 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 sounds like a sounds like a great bad idea. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, another final thing that was kind of dropped in the nugget that Aaron talked about was a mini map or like some that's something they've spoken about having. I don't realistically see them adding that, but mini map in Overwatch, anyone? No, all no shaking heads. We don't need more clutter on the screen. We have enough no. on our HUD. Yeah. I keep it at health bars, I think. And the maps aren't big enough to need it. That's yeah. exactly it. They're they're easy to learn. It's not like Apex where I'm like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> yeah. You really don't Where's the cir- where's the circle coming to get me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like can you imagine the uh, the Valorant footstep circle of just like an Overwatch where it's just be like all the time. It's like there's people all around me. Yeah. And the function of a map in those games is like actually really, really vital because it's it's key to your planning and your game sense of like, okay, where am I need where am I right now? Where do I need to go? Where might fights occur? Where am I likely to run into people? Because you know where all the hotspots are. In Overwatch, there's not really that. Everybody spawns from set points. Um, the objective is there, and there's like guidelines to get there. So it's like, I don't see the point. Well, here's a the question then. Is there a system that you think should be implemented into Overwatch? Like, is there a system that you've seen in other games or just have thought about yourself that you're like, I think Overwatch should implement a system like this? Like, just off the top of my head, this isn't like a big system, but like a voice chat slider for volume. I think that's been asked about a lot and very, very like straightforwardly would make everyone's life easier so that the guy with like the... What's, what's I talk that? about this like five times a day. <laughs> like, like, like per, like so, like you can individual, like Discord, how you can individually change like a user, or what do you mean by that? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So like you can just like yeah. You slide can do it as a net, but you can't. Yeah. 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 So it's like one guy is too loud, you just turn him down, or one guy's too quiet, you turn him up a little one bit. Guy has the gain up too high on his audio interface. Yeah. Right? Literally, literally. Real time mutes. 
Oh, so once there's like a slur in your game, like why, did, why, why, why is it, why even allow they keep going? Like, Wait, they... what, what would the latency be on that? Is the question? Because some of these, so for example, something like, uh, well, I can't say this on stream. I'll tell you after because this involves a conversation. <laughs> I can't say about on stream because they're. I'll, I'll tell you later, but uh, yeah, I can't. Sorry. Okay. 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 <laughs> NDA, NDA, yeah. NDA. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think as well. I think they so they give you the report. Your report has been actioned. I would like to see more detail. I know they. I think they've said somewhere that they don't want to give more detail on like how when you report someone where it went. But like in Dota two, for example, you can see exactly what like what happened. So it'll give you like if your report is successful, it'll be like, oh, on the fourteenth of this month, you reported a guy in this game, and action like you report them for this. An action was taken because so often when I get that like message when I log in it's like your report is action I'm like so which of 10 guys was that that I reported the other day? like, you know, like who, yep. who's that what was it for so I would quite like to see and especially if, as you're talking about flats if like if it's like a real-time mute which maybe the devs will say we've done this actually you just don't realize because the guy shuts up but I would like to see a message no. pop up in chat that says this person has been muted because they were a piece of shit Valorant does that. Valorant does real time. Like if you if you type a slur in chat and you report them, like boom, like they're they're not saying a word for the rest of the game. Like in the match. Okay, Gavin says we don't have real time muting. So there we go. That that kind yeah. of answers that. It would be it would be good. I don't know how I don't know at all what the technical demands of it are, but I, I really would encourage something like that to exist. Is there any other systems that you can think of that like you'd be like, oh, it doesn't have to be necessarily in this area. Like, and it could be like something to do with, like a mini map or streamer mode. Streamer mode. Streamer mode. This is like, we already have streamer mode. Nah, don't, don't give me that streamer protection <laughs> nonsense. I don't, I don't need protection from myself. I am very good at protecting myself from myself, okay? Like, hide my name from myself. Oh my god, I don't want to see who oh, fuck. So like, yeah, like, okay, dude, like, that's, that's fucking useless. Um, so if you're talking big picture, like, how, how much, how much further yeah, outside nuts, of this? Yeah, go nuts, go nuts, go nuts. Um, I kind of, you know, I, I've, I've been thinking about this kind of recently. Because we kind of did it first, uh, but we kind of left it alone. Uh, I don't know how much you know about, like, Fortnite and what they've been doing. Um, with their whole, Fortnite. their, like, the way they work with, like, creators and stuff. And it's not just creators, like, creator codes and whatnot, but they also do stuff for their workshop. So like if you create game modes in Fortnite, like you can you get paid. Like if people play them a lot, right? Like so where I'm going with this is like people will make workshop game modes in Fortnite and people play them because they're super, super fun. And there's like uh so the way it works is 40% of skin revenue, like for how much the game makes of the shop, 40% of that of the whole thing is put aside into the creator fund. And then that is split up into percentages. So like, let's say you make a game mode and 0.1% of all players play your game mode, right? You would get 0.1% of the revenue of that 40%. So you could get paid a lot. And so people are basically making full-time jobs out of making game modes in Fortnite. And so what has happened is they now have like a whole creators or a whole like a like under like not like some like I'm not talking about like streamer creators. I'm talking about like workshop creators that are just making fun game modes for the game. And so it's almost like bringing itself life where it's like if you get bored of doing like battle royale or no build or whatever, there's all these fun either goofy or competitive or what other game modes like someone made, for example, like only up, right? Like you remember like only up that came out 
someone made only up in Fortnite, right? So you can play only up in Fortnite's engine um, in the game. And so it's basically encouraged people to make more for, uh, workshop game modes. And I think War- Overwatch has, is a good example of like, we had, we were like one of the first to have like the workshop, you know what I mean? Like we, we kind of didn't go much further than where it's at. I know it's like a lot to build and whatnot, but like, it does, like I just, you know, like I, I, at some point after hearing the same answer of like, oh, it's a lot of work or there's a lot of technical limitations or whatever. Like it just like, you, at some point you just kind of like get tired of getting hit with the same answer. And it's like, I know you're right. But like, can we fix the problem then? You know? You know what, um, I'm gonna throw up? you a bone. Finish your point, I'll throw you a bone. Okay. So like, oh, I mean, like we've talked about this in the past, right? With like the Microsoft acquisition or whatnot. It's like Overwatch seems to be one of the games that's at their 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 uh, their forethought, like what they want to make, you know, part of their brand with Xbox. And hopefully they get more resources to to do that. Um, because God only knows that Overwatch is a game that if it wants to compete with all the other triple a title fps games in which i know jared said they don't feel like they compete i highly disagree you 100 percent compete with at least the triple a title fps games especially the free-to-play ones because they're all on seasonal models so you, if you have to figure out who's going to get what attention um the only way they're going to do that is if they kind of keep stepping their game up little by little and i think we've done great in the last year with like you know, having little goofy game modes and like fun things, but like the core gameplay is kind of collapsing a little bit. While games like I would say Apex, for example, where its core gameplay feels really good, but it's been failing in all the other departments. Like it's like its collab was a big, it was a lot of fun, but like a big disaster. Like the skin prices, they haven't been having a lot of fun game modes other than that one game mode they had a couple months ago, which was like, um, like you could respawn like three times or whatever. That was apparently fun. But other than that, like they've got like no new guns. They're barely getting any new characters. So, like, you know, everything outside of the core gameplay isn't that good, but their core gameplay is still holding on pretty well. Like, Overwatch, if it wants to really keep pushing forward, it needs more help. And so, like, when we always ask for these things, I feel like we always get the same answer of, like, oh, like, priority, so much work, blah, 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 blah. But if, if that's the problem, how do you fix that problem, right? And so... Yeah, you can go Sam. You're completely right. And usually I wouldn't talk about this publicly, but fuck it. You know what's great <laughs> about me in trouble? Just, no, that's my company. I can do what the hell I want. Oh. Um, Based. You know what would be pretty cool? And, and, and one of the big reasons that I know a lot of people don't know what Mindplex is, but you know, the big reason, my, the company that I bought that was ironically where I started. Um, had that kind of relationship with Minecraft when we first started. And I think a big reason Minecraft multiplayer has fallen off is because Fortnite and Roblox took that model to a T and applied it to their game. And I think oh, if Overwatch had done that with the original workshop, we'd see so much content. So the, the big reason that why Overwatch can't do it is because they don't have the technology built. Because you know what that would require? A crazy like payment system to pay people and all that stuff, hosting all that stuff. You know what's pretty cool about Mindplex now, Flats? That's our entire business model. I already have the payment system built. So here's what open letter to Blizzard. You guys ever want to support creative and creators in this scene? I'm good friends with all these people. Shoot me a message. I, I will not charge you. 
We will take a rev split on whatever it is that you want. The payment system is already built. Obviously, we'd have to do our own uplift. We'll do the uplift for you. This is our entire business model on Mineplex. We're going to go around. I don't want it to be only in Minecraft. That's what Mineplex technology stands for. We've already built all of this infrastructure, handle the hosting, do all this stuff. So if you guys are serious about wanting to expand the workshop and letting even Overwatch developers and creators have some kind of way to monetize and build games at very little cost to you guys, in which case you want to deal with the overhead and hosting, we'll do it for you. That's our whole business model. And I wish I could talk to you guys about how our meetings with Epic Games went and how our meetings with, uh, uh damn. Oh. Good meetings, damn it. But, you know, in the long term, that is our goal because our goal is to make sure that I, I think the next big wave in gaming, you saw it first in 2018 with the, the streamer wars, if you wear streamer wars, if you will, where you saw like the big investors get a hold. I think it was a Goldman Sachs interview where there was a big report to Wall Street. And then that's where you saw everyone go to streaming because it's all the era of the streamers. It's all this stuff, all this blah, 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 whatever it may be. Right. Then you saw Mixer kind of fail and then it went to buying game studios, stuff like that. The next big innovation and the big kind of war, if you will, the arms race is going to be between these big titles and third party developers who take a core game. And the question is, which, which, which company is going to let their community build things that a smaller dev team is impossible to do? It's impossible to keep up with the volume that Roblox and Fortnite has. And Overwatch is one of the best game engines of the ball. If you guys are serious about wanting to explore this, we the payment system's already built, it's done, Ope, our door's open. I want to see this game succeed, and I'd be willing to do that. And I'll tell you what, you'd probably, probably be a lot cheaper. We, we handle the hosting and everything. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I'm not sure how that would work from a technical standpoint, but that quite, I'll, I'll leak it. I don't care. That's our business model, and it's going to work. And I know it's going to work because of guys like you, Flats, and and people like, uh, uh, was it was it Darwin from, from Ireland? Darwin, was yeah, yeah. That? Oh, yeah, yeah. Would make all this awesome stuff that would have taken this and, game and, to and a and as well. Yeah, exactly. There's so Dragon many of these talented Dragon people out there. And do you know how many people signed up to to publish games on our pre-alpha on Mindplex? There were over 50 game submissions, right? Just just from before we're even ready to launch the alpha. I mean, think, think about Zombie Car and Overwatch, all this stuff. If they're serious about it and they don't have the time to do the uplift at anybody at Activision or, or well, I really wish I could say what I want to say. I can't. But I, I, here's what I will say, um, and this is not because of a Blizzard thing. It's because of stuff I can't talk about on the other side yet. I, SVB, I've talked to you in flats about it a little bit. Um, but uh, Epic, Epic has done such an awesome job with their creator stuff. The, each meeting we've had with them, they've been awesome. They're adding more technology day in, day out. Um, you saw this with LEGO Fortnite with the, like, the first time you've seen long-form saves come to Fortnite. Epic Games will be the big winner in the long run because right now they're the best set up to succeed. If Overwatch wants that, I'd be happy to help any way I can. Obviously, that's just a shot in the dark, but, you know, whatever. Screw it. You, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. We're not... I, I wish I could say everything I want to say, but I can't. It's frustrating. <laughs> no, Soon I, TM is what I'll say. But you you know why I can't, SVB. So it, you know, no, I love, I love it. I love it. I love it on every front. I love that you... Trying to be here, the savior of Overwatch. I love that element. I love the, the growth and the maturity, the Samito arc. You know, we've been on these calls for so long, and we've kind of seen each other over the years. So I love seeing you kind of business mode, boss man, it is Sam, so cool to see how and you're kind man. of, you know, Seriously. coming through with this. I don't I love sleep it. anymore, <laughs> but it's, it's a necessary, listen, at what point are you going to stop making excuses and sit down and do it? Right. So that's, that's where we're at right now. I, I think let's come back to this conversation come this summer when I can talk a lot more and then we can, then we can talk, but it's going to take a little bit. No, I love it. And I hope it works out. I don't, again, I'm, this is way beyond my, my Ken. So 
if the devs, I'm sure that well, the devs are in this. They listen to this call, so I hope they they listen, and I hope that for whatever relevant it is, it it comes through. While Sam's adding, I'm gonna drop a quick ad of my own. Guys, help <laughs> me get help me get partner plus on Twitch. I need 350 sub points. Tier one, tier twos, and tier threes are appreciated. Primes and gifteds don't count. I already succeeded in December. We just need January and February, but I haven't streamed for two weeks, so you guys need to come through. Please help if you're listening now or in the future. Twitch tier one, tier two, tier three. All right. Faria, I think you were trying to say something. Uh, but you got anything to plug? Yeah. I want to uh, yeah are you got anything to plug? Flash, you got anything to plug? <laughs> no, I was asking Faria to anything to plug. Oh, uh, I, I just launched some custom merch. Pre-orders Yo! for an enamel pin. Yeah. We need 30 to go into production. Yo, we have let's seven. go. <laughs> let's go. Drop, Drop the, the link. link. Drop the link. Drop the link. I also make terrible tier lists that will burn the eyes of anybody oh, I've heard. who oh, I've seen it. They have traumatized me. Don't worry about it. It can't be worse. Nah, ain't no way. <laughs> the Dunkin' Donuts up the Northeast goes a little too crazy in their brains, apparently. So. You got anything to plug, Flats? Uh, no, I've, I just, got, this is my second day streaming, like, almost like a week and a half. I got, I got life. nothing right now. I got nothing cooking. That's why I needed oh. a plug, man. I haven't streamed for, like, I had internet issues for, like, two days, and I didn't stream for the first two weeks of January, so, like, my time is on the fucking, I need these coming through before the end of the month. Anyways. I, I had no internet for eight days. I found the bottom of the TikTok for you page. You know what exists? Oh, no. I didn't know it existed. I had to wait 20 minutes what? for it to refresh. The, bo the bottom of, you may... I hit the bottom. I didn't. I ran out of videos. Like I, I went to the. I, There's it, a bottom. It like so when you scroll up, it's just a black box, and like it just doesn't let you. So this I, dude I, scroll, I closed out of the app. I closed out of the app. I went back in. Still nothing. Like it was just the same video. You found the end. Oh this is I like found the end. It exists. This is like, this is like Subnautica Flats. I know you played it, and I played it recently. It's just like when you go off the edge, and you just like slowly. You're like, will it ever end? And it's like, no, it's never. But you found Did you the ever bottom. Do that, by the way. I, bro. I got so tilted because I ran in a prawn suit and I like walked and I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to a lower area. And I walked off and I suddenly like I just kept falling and falling and falling. And then Here I get to like, guys. I, I got to like 500 meters or something. And I'm like, guys, I don't think there's a bottom here. And I like it's dark as shit. And I'm like, if I get out now, I'm not making it back to the surface. So my prawn suit is going like 3000 meters deep. I'm watching like ghost leviathans fly by. And I was like, Chat, I'm just fucking dead, aren't I? And I just made this fucking prawn suit, and it's gone. I was molding, dude. I was molding. I only did it at the end of the game, and my chat was trying to, like, they're like, oh, you missed this thing. You never did it. And so I took the seam off, and I just didn't let go of the gas pedal, and they couldn't catch me. So, like, I heard everything behind me. I'm like, chat, there's nothing out here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. They're like, turn around. I go, nope. I'm like, I just, <laughs> I just went for, like, 20 minutes in a straight line. That's great. My, my prawn suit <laughs> didn't have that kind of power. It just... 30 seconds of beautiful death as I accepted it. And That's then, tough. yeah. Okay. Free, I was going to say before the plugging, I, used, I feel like you had something you wanted to mention about like systems. Oh. And uh, nothing, nothing particular to say. Just that everything Sumito was saying about um, Roblox and Fortnite is kind of on, on the vein of uh, what I was going to talk to you about in our next episode. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is another plug, but Free and I are going to do a podcast. And she's going to explain... <laughs> there it is. Uh, she's going to explain... Uh, the, one of the episodes we're going to do, she's going to explain Minecraft to me because I've never... I've only played it like one time. So she's got but some it, cool... But specifically like the staying power of Minecraft and mm -hmm. other games like it. Yeah. There you go. So if you ever want to learn it. about that, keep an eye out for... Uh, Hell yeah. For Freya's work. Okay. Let's move back then to discussing Overwatch. We've kind of gone 
this is maybe speaks to Flats's point about we talk a lot about not Overwatch things these days, but um, we know that season nine is coming. I don't think there's much else coming in season eight. We've got some more hero masteries or whatever, which we usually have the same kind of feelings. I think about hero masteries like, oh, it's cool for the people who love it. SK was in chat. I love SK, so I'm sure she will be hard grinding and getting awesome top scores on it. So best of luck to her and the other people who do it. But big changes coming really in season nine. So what are the changes you most want to see? And what are the, you know, what's the emphases that you want? Because Sam, for example, I, I can anticipate, will probably say something along the lines of like, before you drop these big changes, put them into a quick play hacked or whatever. So on that vein, what is it that you want to see in their big vision? Maybe Maybe we can influence them before they drop it somehow magically. Before they change it, what would you tell them? Sam, you go first. Uh, well, you already nailed it for me, to be honest. Um, I just, you know, I, I think that Team 4 would benefit greatly for every once in a while. Like, instead of just constantly trucking forward, like, take a step back in terms of not just hero balance, because Flats is right, the hero balance, you've seen that happen for. But net big changes overall, I think a willingness to show more flexibility to try things like quick play hacked and, and, and experiment with these things. And if people are getting mad that you're trying these things, I do think you could probably limit the time to maybe one day or like a couple hours or something like just enough to where you feel like you're getting comfortable with the data. Don't, don't be afraid to do that. And I, the one thing that I would advise them on is look, I know internally at Blizzard is probably my, here's my fear. And I can't really say that this is true. Don't just hold on to some of these features because they were the staple branding of Overwatch 2, right? Don't don't feel that way. I'm not saying they do, to be clear. I can't speak to another person's subjective feelings or viewpoints. I have no insight on that before somebody tries to make some, you know, blah, 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 like do all this stuff, and then they're trying to say, this is what the dev's doing, and we won't go back to 6v6. I know some of you are going to do that. Don't do that. That's not intellectually <laughs> honest. Don't do that. Um, Just don't... Learn learn what a sunk cost is, right? Not everything's going to be a hit. And I think there are a lot of things in Overwatch that were sunk costs that we're just trying to fit this round peg into or a, or a square into a round peg. You know what I'm, you know that saying? You know, it, sometimes it, it won't work. And like, that's fine when it doesn't. But like, walk it back. Like, I, I would love to try Overwatch 2 without the roll passives. I would love to see if that helps make Tank play a lot better. Just for a thought experiment, because I love thinking about this kind of stuff. So, you know, don't, don't force yourself into a corner. You guys have a lot of flexibility, and I think if you stand on business and stand there and say, listen, we're going to be flexible here. We're going to try this. We're going to try this. We're going to try this for these reasons. A lot of people will be okay with that. And honestly, if people are sitting there like, this place terrible. These devs suck for trying this stuff. You know, who cares what they say anyway? They don't bring anything to the table. Tell them, tell them to buzz off, right? Be, be like a bee. Bzz, bye. Right? Um, but no, that's, that's all I'd really say. I, I, I just don't, don't lock yourselves into corners, you know, like be willing to experiment. I think keep doing that kind of stuff and, and, and shoot for the moon, as they say. I like that a lot. It's just sensible Samito today. Sensible Samito is the, is the way, uh, <laughs> if, if you kind of, by the way, for free and in, in flats, I go to you next. Another potential session is that what would you like to see in the next quick play hacked as well? Because I know that they're doing another one soon. So that's another avenue you could take it to. I'll take it to Faria next. Faria, like, yeah. Any of those thoughts? Next season, quick play hacked. What do you kind of? What's your message what here to the devs? Yeah. All right. I I want to I want to see Hanzo and Cassidy make out on my main screen. No. <laughs> but but if that can't happen, um, I, Never I suppose. <laughs> yes, actually, I was going to mention that. You read my freaking mind. Okay. So 
I always say this, I will keep saying this, I feel like um, Overwatch is such, oh my god, the community freaking loves this game's characters, its stories, the world, you know, and it's just kudos to the amazing world building and the writing that um, the team has done. I, I see a resurgence. I don't know if it's just me and my timeline. I see a resurgence of fan artists. They're coming out from uh, from their dark recesses. Yeah, are you seeing it too? Dark recesses. I have seen them. Yeah, I have. I yeah, have. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people are like getting back on this train and it's like, we need to encourage this. Because, you know, there is so much room for more Overwatch media out there. You know, people are interested in it. People want this. Maybe some people have forgotten that they want this, but it's like, it, that's why we got to remind them, you know? Like, you, you, these characters are so easy to fall in love with. From the moment you sit down and you play them, you, you get the sensation and the impression of, like, the kind of person they are just from the way that they control, the way that their animations move, the way that they speak, you know, the, the way that their kits are designed. It, it conveys so, so much. And it's no accident that the world has fallen, like, madly in love. So it's like, remind them why. And so things like Loverwatch, more comics, uh, like I know shorts are so expensive to produce. I know it's another team that makes them and it doesn't have to be, you know, an animated series. Of course, that would be freaking amazing if we could get something like Arcane. I understand the barriers to getting something like that funded, insanity, but if any other franchise would succeed doing so, it's not Apex, it's not Valorant, it is not Fortnite, it is Overwatch that would succeed with character-driven stories in any form of medium. So I just, I don't know. It, that's, that's where it bleeds over into the more business side of uh, game development and these sorts of cultures because that's where the art ends and all of a sudden there's the, the constraint of finances and that's where I'm just, I'm clueless. So that's the part where I'm sure is the gate yeah we're just we're all just the oliver twist humbly requesting for more and then the the person dishing out the meal can decide how much is left and how much resource they have to allocate so just the humble spare request lore, spare, exactly spare, spare lore ma'am <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah I, I definitely i see it I, I see the increase i see a lot of increase in lore interest i, I think in in Overwatch 2 there's a lot more people interested again because there was a huge burst i think at the start of Overwatch one mm. and because i guess that appetite wasn't fed for a while people fell away on it but now i think in Overwatch two i've seen a lot more people shipping a lot more heroes which is just like yeah, a, an indicator of uh <laughs> it's well that that's an indicator but it really is right it's like it's interest in the overall franchise and the world that they're all in and you know um oh what was i gonna say the train has left the station uh da -da 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 -da. were we talking about just like five seconds earlier uh oh right the, yes. the okay. allocation of resources it's um it, it's due to things like overwatch declassified you know these like these books right. coming out uh it, it's credit to the writers and the work that they've put in into the voice lines and the interactions we've seen Get more i love it more, more please <laughs> you're doing great flats how about you what would you like to see coming up um i kind of already said a lot of things i i want to see you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a moment here and derail the fuck out of you because I already said I think I got all mine right, like streamer mode, all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Although I do have my one for quick play hacked. Let me I'll say my quick play hacked one really quick. Let's do the six v six one. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Let's just see what happens. 
I'm, I'm in. Like, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be a shit show. But that would be fun. Just because I know what would happen. And I I love the chaos. <laughs> um, but you know what's funny through all of this? You know what? Something we never mentioned? So, PV. We never mentioned PV missions. I think people have moved on, too, I think, as well. Which I like, think we're supposed thing. to be getting more at some point, right? Like, you know what? Like, maybe this is a bit of a hot take. The next PV should be free. Not a hot like, take it, at all. That was like, it's genuinely was, it would like, it would reopen the bridge. I think. Yeah, you reopen the bridge exactly. Like I don't, th I actually don't think that they probably made enough money off of that to recoup how much dev time they probably spent on it. Just all in, just fuck it, just let people play it, have fun. Probably do a one dish for your brand image and actually bring people into like giving it a shot because most people, I'll tell you what, you know what they did if they actually were really that interested. They probably watched a streamer play at one time, or they watched a, a video on like the cutscenes. That was it. Oh my god! Wait, is this the first group up podcast since um, you know, CEO got the boot? I think. Oh yeah, is, huh? goodbye, Bobby. Yes, it is. We goodbye, talked. Uh, we Bobby. talked about him leaving, but he's gone but he now. He only ruined two games so he could get a paycheck before he left. Fuck. Warzone, man. I, I just. I, I'm can't... still mad about it. <laughs> Didn't they fall apart this weekend or something? Or this week? Yeah, dude, don't even get me started. Don't even get me. It was. It was. The game. It, it was. Never mind. I'm not. It was literally <laughs> unplayable. Like no, like the game like actually didn't it, work or it, something. It was literally unplayable. And a big shout out to Raven Software, who are like a, almost like a third party developer team that they have to like balance the game and remake the game. They Raven just has been awesome over the years. Like they're really sharp. They're on the money. They're super articulate in their gun patch notes. Like shout out to Raven, man. They're great. Lafria, you wanted to celebrate the loss of Bobby? <laughs> it goes back to that uh, that topic of like finances and uh, this sort of the world of business acumen being the gates that holds creativity back from flowing to its full potential. It's not a, it's not necessarily a dam. It's just kind of a wall that gets imposed there because like money is the underpinning that that funds yeah. all creative disciplines, right? And it's like. I cannot imagine how much work, uh, work was just lost, lost to the darkness because of the meddling. And I, it, it makes me sad to think about, but I think it's important to remember that this is something that happens in, in gaming, it happens in film, it happens in TV, in all creative disciplines of just shit gets made and gets thrown into the trash and set on fire for monetary reasons yeah. and management issues. And it's, and it's, you know the worst part about that, though, is Overwatch is... A pretty good example um, of sacrificing long-term gains for short-term profits um, because you have to make your books look good for every shareholder call. And so, like, every time, like, something big comes out, there's no... There, like, we, we're not going to sit here and pretend that certain big things come out at certain times for no reason. Like, like they, they do that on purpose, right? Like, every com well, most companies do that because they want to look good rolling into their next shareholders call, especially end of year, whatnot. Um, but like, I remember talking with people like forever ago, uh, before I even knew anything about PVE. And like, you know, it's on, but like, you know, is it paid? Is it free? Did they, could have they put it in a battle pass somehow, whatever. Like this was like forever ago. And I remember way back then just being like, well, when you, if you just put it like you already monetize like everything else about like the skins and whatnot, like the cosmetics, like why wouldn't you just want the content to be free? And it was like, well, we spent all this time making it, so we had to make some money back somewhere. And it's like, yeah, but you're 
you're already making money hand over fist by doing what you're currently doing. And I think that you guys are already making, like, having skins the prices they are, people hate it, but, like, there's a reason why they are what they are. You make a ton of money off it. And, like, as a business, that's a good idea. But by, by like, pigeonholing yourself, and this is what something I've always done, was I never put any content behind a, a paywall, ever. Like, yeah, you might get hit with ads, but, like, that's just the nature of it. But, like, if you really want to, you can go back and watch it later, and you're not going to, you're not screwed out of anything. Um, and, like, I, I've been approached by things like Patreon. YouTube came to me one time because, like, YouTube was, like, uh, members-only members, like members only content, if you know anything about that. Um, Sam, you might know, like, yeah. uh, basically, like, unless you're a member, which is, like, a paid sub, like, on Twitch, uh, you don't get access to watching it or certain perks. And I just, they did not, they didn't, like, they didn't understand my answer. Just, like, no. Like, I don't, I personally don't believe that. And so, like, the whole thing about PvE, did it end up being, like, that good? Not really. But, like, what if it was free the entire time? And I feel like what you're talking about, like, the more of the lore and people into the characters, you probably would have had a giant research or a re giant resurgence around that time because there was so many cool little cutscenes in it, right? Like, there were so many cool little cutscenes. So cool. And, like, there was such a sour taste around it already that all of that got washed out. And I refuse to believe that they made enough money to actually justify all of the time that they spent on PvE. Dude, just take the loss. Like, literally just take it as a loss. Put it, it's a marketing Don't loss. Talk. Like, Don't it's the same talk. thing. Yeah, it's the same thing with, with like, our eSport. The reason why our eSport fell apart is because our eSport was different than, say, Valorant or League of Legends. Riot does really, really well, where their whole eSport is a marketing cost. Like, they lose money on eSports every year because it's a marketing cost for their game, while Overwatch League was trying to be profitable by giving players, like, small contracts, fucking sticking them all in a house, players paying each other to play on the, like, you know, like, the whole val Valiant, whatever the fuck situation happened over there. I remember working in Overwatch League, I saw some absolute fuckery. Like, everyone was trying to, like, like everyone's trying to, like, milk the fucking, you know, like, the esports. Like, oh my god, like, esports gonna make so much money, and everyone's fucking pulling on every fucking, every lever they can trying to make money out of it, and look what you got at the end. You got nothing. You killed the whole thing. So, you know, I feel like there's things we can look at and be like, don't make those mistakes. You know, stop making those mistakes. Um, and you're right, there's probably so many things that we've lost out on because it either doesn't make enough money or it won't make enough money. And so we just don't get it. Yeah. Freya, do you want to add anything to that? There's there's a little analogy I want to use when, when I try to think back on how people were talking around the PvE stuff. It's like, people were understandably upset. And this is not me saying that you are not allowed to be upset. But imagine this. Imagine someone is a baker and they've loved baking and just making delicious treats uh, for as long as they remember. And they find a job that lets them do this, a stipend to buy whatever ingredients they need, and complete free creative freedom to just make, dream up whatever they can, they can manage. And the thing is, the person who sets the prices of the cupcakes, of the cakes, of the pastries they end up making, is not the baker. But somehow, when we talk about game devs, people conflate the two, and they're like, oh yeah, the baker is the one selling the prices. It's like, no! The baker wants as many people as possible to 
taste their treats. Like they're in it to make wonderful things and for people to experience wonderful things. And somehow that's that gets so lost in these discussions of like, no, 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 the evil is capitalism. You know, it's <laughs> the the devs aren't the reason you are paying out the wazoo for like a oh, legendary mercy skin. Yeah, yeah. It's all shareholders. Which, by the way, I'm very curious how that's going to change with Microsoft. It's, I'm unsure yet because they're so massive, right? I'm yeah. curious because I think they're going to try to make their big money. This is pure conjecture off of like their exclusive titles. I'm curious if they ease off of the multiplayer space in particular, but we'll see. Yeah, Good I point. mean, there's still so much up in the air on the Microsoft front, so... We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I don't think there's really even with any immediacy we're going to start seeing the effects. Like yeah. Technically, Season 9, will that be the first Microsoft season? But I don't see that being any different. Like maybe Season 11, 12, we're going to start seeing some influences. I think influences. it'll ripple slowly, slowly, slowly. Right. A long there's all, time. Yeah, there's, they already will have planned so much that it's not really relevant unless Microsoft come in and we're like dramatically like, axe this, change that right now. I don't think there would be any influence until, yeah, probably like end of this year, maybe we'll start to see some things that Microsoft wanted get put in. Or maybe, you know, bigger f features, like so the Game Pass, uh, the Xbox thing, you know, like maybe maybe there we'll start to see like Overwatch things pop up more, you know, like you get free Overwatch stuff if, you, if you're in the Game Pass or whatever. So uh, let's see. That's another pipe that just burst. Yeah, you heard that, right? That was going loud. Yeah, that was, something's that was going loud. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that might have been right. Sniper, maybe right. trying to take flats out. It's like he's told too much. He's told us too much. She's shooting from Havana. <laughs> Havana With fall off damage, save flats for once. Um, yeah, yes. I mean, so to to my things that I want to see, I, I, I'm with flats in the sense that like, I want to see some chaos emerge. It's always something fun to talk about rather than like, rather than talk about boring stale stuff. It's more fun to talk about like, Oh, well, they tried 66 and it sparks more debate, but I'm going to take it one step further, which is that I'd love, it can't be in the next people play hack, but presumably in the coming seasons or season, I want to see some creator patches, but I want to see like, give Samito and Hawk the chance to make like a 6v6 patch and like let him cook on a quick play hacked. And then next week you can have like some real 5v5 defenders be like, no, 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 here's our real 5v5 patch. Like, well, fuck what the devs are doing. This is our 5v5 patch. So we can recreate. You, know, you guys can just say you want 6v6 back too, by the way. You can just I say just want to see point. it. I just want to see like, it. Like, listen, I told you, I'll fall on the sword for you guys. But no, I know you all want to try. No, I just want to see the chaos, back. bro. I get it. It would be chaos. I get it. I get it. I'm with you all. But you guys act like Hawk hasn't already probably written the patch. I oh, I'm Dude, sure he guy, has. I'm sure he has. It's been a really fun SVB, and this is where I want to give credit to your show and who you bring on, the people you brought on. You've done a freaking awesome job over the last three years. It, it's. I feel like Uncle Frito because I'm watching Hawk like kind of transcend. Like he's been like making videos all week, like sending to me, and like he's. I'm teaching. I told him. I said, listen, go talk in front of the mirror for an hour every day. You want to like it helps. It really does. Like I, I've done it for ten years. I've literally sat and talked to myself in the mirror. I'm, I'm weird. I know, but it, you know, it, 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 I just have to. I, I struggled so much with like articulate because I was so ADHD all the time that like, I couldn't get thoughts out, and that helps so much. And I think you've done a great job as a as a host to uh, make sure that you've got a lot of talent on here and, and make sure that, like a lot of people have learned a lot from being on this show. So you know, for all the years, man, it's we're what is this year five of group up? When was uh, our when was our first one? Twenty twenty, I think. Time is a blur. Right? Yeah, time's a blur. Time's I a blur. Don't... It's been fun. I've, I've enjoyed every moment, though. It's been a good time.
I, I lose track of what what when was like Overwatch is like a big blur to me. I'm just like some <laughs> years ago, stuff was happening, and and like all I remember is like a little bit of Overwatch too. But yeah, I would love to see like I I think me and Flats are like the the spectators and the and the play and the stage. You know, just, we're just watching shit go down, and we're just like applauding as like a new character comes in, stabs the first guy. We're like, oh shit, I didn't even see that coming. Where's, where's your Where's your popcorn? You guys have to have popcorn if you're gonna. Yeah, do we that. need we need a we, we next time Flats and I would just bring a little bag of popcorn and pull it up when shit goes down. But I I want to see yeah I want to see these ideas explored. I think I think. I, I never like unproductive things. I think like just arbitrarily yeah. people being like, oh, 6v6 was better. It's like yeah, unproductive. It's what I'd love to see is like this exploration meaningfully of the idea, right? So that's why I want to see like, because I've seen like what you and Hawk, like after that debate, I see it so much now. People share that clip. It's funny because like um, someone sent me Score Esports, this video recently on like the death of esports. Oh, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, and I like, watched I, it. It was I haven't a great seen video. it. I haven't seen it. But they interviewed me for it ages ago and, and it just finally came through. But also I noticed they used a clip from the six v six debate. They had like Hall yeah. talking about the six v six stuff. And I was just like, I've seen like the impact that that call had on like people suddenly were like bringing the movement back. And I just want to see it explored productively. I want to see you guys get your chance to kind of express your vision. Cause it's like it's kind of like, you know, you you're you're giving this theory. You're like scientists who are like we think yeah. that there's like a thing that could happen here, but you need the the ways, the means to test it, right? You that, need that's the, means the fun to of the science. It. That's the fun of the art and the science. I, I I don't know art, right? But I do know science, ex except for in high school. Uh, sorry, Miss <laughs> O'Neill. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, well, I could go down the list of professors. Jeez, Louise. But no, that that's the fun of it all, right? And I think that's what made Overwatch so special. Like Overwatch, in my opinion, was the most, without a doubt, and still is the most creative shooter game ever made and i don't think anything is ever going to touch that ever and to, to freehouse point about agency i'm so using that i'm going to use that in my tank i'm the agency all day i love it well, agency is the underpinning of our, of our society right now you know Ooh. i think i think so many forms of misery are from a lack of agency the job you hate mm -hmm. The, the boss that treats you like shit and doesn't care about what you need. Like the, the root behind burnout is really just like your needs do not match your needs and your ability to meet them. Um, do not match your, uh, the agency that is afforded to you in life as you try to survive. And that's so interesting too. Cause if you look yeah. at the meta where all businesses, have, a lot of business have gone, like you started to see just how talented so many people are when you give them the agency. That's literally Mindplex's yeah. entire business model. As we said, instead of just one network, it's everybody's going to be able to come to, and like th that expiration, mm -hmm. like when people are passionate about their product, that's why Fortnite has killed it. That's why Roblox has killed it. And I actually, I can't they wait will. to see your show. And then I cannot wait that Roblox played out 1.1 billion, right? 1.1 billion. And in 2018, I won't say who, but they were getting laughed out of the room by the competition who was number one at the time. Now they paid out 1.1 billion last year. Dude, in the entire revenue. games Crazy. industry, PC, mobile, uh, console, all combined, is like less than 200 billion, to put that into perspective. Yeah. That's insane yeah, wow. for Roblox. Yeah. 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 Nuts. It's nuts. But yeah, like, ever think about why, why, um, games in, like, in particular really draw in a crowd that just, like, is dissatisfied with life? is because games give you agency. They help you affect the world around you in ways that you cannot do in life. That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I never even thought about it like yeah, that. I learn something new every day on this show. Deep shit. Every Deep day. cuts. <laughs> Deep shit. On that note, though, I hate to interrupt the, the philosophical musings, but I have taken a lot of you guys' time. We're just about to hit the three-hour mark. So Jesus. on that... 
on that note, it might have gone by fast. Uh, hopefully not not painfully slow for anyone listening. But on that note, thank you so much to Samido, Fariha, and Flats for your time, your insights. Love talking to you guys as always. Please show these guys some love. Check out Samido. Let's hope we get that fucking business hookup with Lizard. Fariha, check out her Door's awesome open. new merch. And Flats... Let's just help him move into his apartment properly. Let's just hope no fucking yeah. no snipers. Let's hope Flats doesn't flood, dude. No, no snipers, no pipes bursting. Please yeah. just let this man live in peace. Uh, but anything else you guys want to add before we let you get going? I'm about to get some hibachi. Ooh, awesome. enjoy. I will. I will. Awesome. Bye, well, thank you so much, guys. Have a great rest of your night. Peace out.